Yeah. That's funny. We work together. Yeah. Okay. So I see, I see him every day. See him every day. Yeah. How's he doing? He's alright. You know, we'll get, we all going to Bulgaria soon. Oh shit. Yeah. That's awesome. When is that? Second wedding, September. Oh. Yeah. So is that like customary to do two weddings or? No. So, I mean, obviously she came here. Mm-hmm. Her family couldn't come. It's not as easy for Europeans to come here. They have to get visas, all that stupid shit. So yeah. The ceremonial wedding for the state was here in Massachusetts. We did it on the beach in Cape Cod, but the real wedding in front of God, as I like to think of it, mm-hmm. will be in Bulgaria. With the family and all. Yeah, because I can have people come, you know, it's easier for Americans. Yeah, America, as long yeah. as you got a passport, you can make your way. Yeah, some people are lazy or don't want to spend the extra bread, whatever, you know, I get it. It's just hard. Yeah, right tickets, are ch- tickets are fucking expensive, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, so when I first started going to Bulgaria, it was like $400 a flight there and back. It was wow. like going to Cali. That's and now, nothing. now they want anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. Jesus. So, so and I don't think it's gonna get any better. So no. I'll be honest. I've always it. stuck to road trips. Yeah, <laughs> road trips are nice. They're they're efficient and they're a lot less waiting they around. They were for efficient. Shit. You're right. They were. <laughs> I know. Right now they're probably crazy. You know. Yeah. You know. Well, right pre- now it's worth considering flying. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And I'm from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So you know, I take all the shit that's happening. All that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I have family there, you know, so it's it's, it's pretty crazy. I've sent my brother uh, money almost like every one to two weeks. I'm sending him some bread. Yeah, because they're getting bombed. Like he's constantly just hearing bombs. Like where I'm from, they just constantly bomb these up and all shit. Like just shit's just dropping. It's just fucked up. It's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, uh, let's do a little intro. Um, my name's Danny Phantom. I'm David Webb, and today we have. Envy, Nico, Joey, whatever you want to call me, man. <laughs> the man of many names. That's right. Okay, so let's start with Envy. I'm sorry. How did you get that one? So I was, uh, what was that, maybe third grade? Third grade, I was with Anthony Delia, Classic. Steve Fox, and uh, Matt Anderson. And we were all had like a rap book. We were just like rapping. And he put my name, he took my initials, NV, and turned it into like NV, like a play on on the Love initials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and eventually the vice principal found the, the rap book and uh, <laughs> there was some bad shit in there. Like, they, they highlighted all the little like bad words that we would say. They would highlight everything of Anthony's. Like, <laughs> like, like paragraphs just highlighted. Like, But it was like wild shit in there. It was like, I'll rape the vice principal with a knife and like weird shit. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, wild. Yeah. So For a third grader, that's pretty intense. And they tried it. They tried it like... Yeah, that's concerning. They tried to tell everybody's parents about it. And I just came from Ukraine. If my mom found out about this shit, her and my dad would beat my ass. Mm-hmm. The so I'm like, all right, you know what? I got to do something here. So me and my boy, Chris Thimo, Yeah, Chris. I shouldn't even drop the government. But yeah, you know Chris. How's he doing, man? He's doing well. Good, so good. we broke into the school and stole the, the rap book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we broke into the fucking Tatnag. We're like, fuck it. We're getting the shit back. No one's reading this, you know? <laughs> and we did. Oh, man. Chris, I haven't heard that name in forever, dude. Yeah, he's doing well. He's still out here? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dope. He's right right down there by Tatnick. Oh, word, word, word. Good guy, man. Good guy. Um, So, shit, yeah, fucking, I'm pretty sure I met you in Tatnick. Um, what high, like, you didn't You didn't go to Forest Grove. You so didn't go to... I went to Sullivan Middle. You went to Sullivan. Okay, yeah. okay, With the okay. rivals of Forest Grove. Yes, yes. At least they were back then. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, because I'm wondering, like, I remember seeing you in elementary school, yeah. and then not until, like, I was in high school, but it was just through the rap scene, was then running back into you. And that was when you were doing music with... 
um, Black, Mills, Chosen, yep. Crisis, basically anybody who was anybody in Worcester, we were all collabing and doing That's really how it was back then, was yeah. like, anybody that was just... Yeah, dude, it was just, it was a thing, like, and because, I think it was also because we were so young, and there wasn't a lot of cats our age doing it, like... It's saturated now. Yes, now it's like everybody, because it's so easy nowadays to yeah. just pick up a mic, you yeah. can do it on your phone even. Right. But back then it was like, you either knew somebody that was going to the studio, or you were already hit with the studio, so you would just kind of go through, meet the people who are recording, you build a relationship, and then all of a sudden you got songs together, you're, you're going to shows together... All this type of stuff, doing like shitty music videos together, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, man, that was back. I mean, we talked about it with Black too, but the uh, the Secret Society mixtape. Yep. Yep. I remember. I was that, in man. high school when that shit came out. I was in like sophomore year. No, not many people were doing things at our age, you know. We were in, like no, honestly, magazines and like just it was cool, you know, for what it was back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot. I feel like it was a lot less um, calculated. But it was a lot freer. Like it was just a, it was just like a genuine, appreciative, like thing we were all doing. Same way you would like go down to the basketball court and play basketball. It's just like yes. you go to homeboy's house and just write some raps and yeah. fucking maybe you're recording a song. It was like an exercise. Yeah, it was an activity you all just hung out and did. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it wasn't for no like, oh, I want to be the best or I'm trying to get fucking rich. Yeah, it wasn't for the clout. It wasn't. It no. was just like I wanna, I wanna put this out there just because I wanna put this. Yeah. Out. So was it like, was there a tangible turning point? Was there like, uh, you know, America's Got Talent or um, American Idol came out and then everyone started getting money hungry? Like, was there an actual turning point, or was it just new people in the scene ruining everything? I think it changed with the generations. Yeah, hmm. I think the younger cats were all for clout, all want to be famous, all want to be rich. You know, we just did it because we wanted to. And that speaks to that speaks to hip hop in general, because I mean, realistically, it comes from a place of togetherness, fun, vibes, party atmosphere, and the way it's been corrupted, so to speak, over the years is it's been industrialized. It's been a cash grab. It's like, oh, we can profit off this. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like that's just. That's the allure to a lot of people these days is, oh, this could be a career. This could be my ticket out. This they, could... they see it as easy because all you need is to do one thing well in their eyes. Yes, yes, yes. They don't really get it, you know. No, and and speaking to what you, you guys are up to, because like, that was even before my time. Like I was just barely starting to rap back then. Well, It was more or less just like, yo, we want to do some dope shit. Like, we want to make a fire track. I want to fucking, I want to spit harder than you. And you know that's what, what it was. Though. That's all it was. It, it was like, like I want to be a friendly competition. Yeah, yeah, but but mm-hmm. we're all still homies. Yeah, exactly. It was like yo, but nah, you heard what I said, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? exactly. That's, that's like the Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's just the only reference I have for this. And it sounds like what you guys are describing, yeah. like the good old days. Yeah, it was it was it was super <laughs> chill, man, back then. And like places like the Lucky Dog or Salty Dog or both. And then... Crap, which one was it last? Yeah. Fuck, I feel like I really should know this because it was one for like ever, for my entirety of my time in Worcester right. and then something else for two years. But I don't remember. But there, then London Billiards, there was that a was lot a of shows one. there. Until it turned into like a rave scene. Yeah. Now it's like a cop bar, right? I don't know. I Shooters? Yeah. It's called Shooters. Yeah. That's creepy. Sounds a like cop a cop bar. bar. <laughs> that's, that, is, that is on the nose. Holy shit. <laughs> um... 
But yeah, man, I feel like it was a lot more just organic back then. And like, I mean, Ziggy was our promoter at one point. Ziggy, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, he was. He, he was. We were doing shows before at... Before he was Ziggy the Cook. That was London Billiards, right? At yeah. the time of James Street there. Uh-huh. And he did all the shows there at one point. Yep, Tammany Hall. Yeah. I celebrated my birthday. I was like 16 at Ziggy's house. <laughs> I mean, all the rappers, all the artists, we like made a song together. We got mad drunk. That's awesome. Yeah. Good times, man. Core Those memories. Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, facts. Facts, man. Shit. So, like, when did you, you still, do you still rap? I don't know. Like In my own private setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my homies. You know, I don't put out much. And I could. Of course. I could. But, you know, I just do it for myself. Yeah. You know? I don't have this, like, dream of becoming the next big rapper no more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's tough. When you start to get older and you start to understand all the work it takes and how much of a business it really is and has become. Right. It's, it gets a little disheartening. Plus, I completely agree. lifestyle changes, you know. Back then, I was in the streets. I was hustling. I was getting by doing whatever I was doing. And now I'm a real estate person. You yeah. Know? I'm a professional. <laughs> you're, you're a husband. Yeah, exactly. A husband. Of, like, what am I going to rap about, you know? Yeah, like, word, like, word. <laughs> it's going to appeal to, to society, you know? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. Something about the market. Yeah, something <laughs> about the market, how it's crashing eventually. So you're in Boston, right? Yes. Yeah, it's man. It's been like 10 years now. So tell, tell me about that. Tell me about real estate in Boston, or at least where it was, where it is now. So the crazy shit about real estate in Boston is, so I live in a, in a one-bedroom apartment. That apartment is worth half a million dollars. It's half a million dollars. Just down the street, the same apartment in Brookline is worth a million and a half to buy. A and, million and, and a, a half? A million and a half. So the apartment I live in, the half a million apartment, right? Ten, no, not ten, sorry. In 90, 1997, that apartment was worth twenty-seven to like 35000 Max. Jesus. Max. Wow. And it was in the ghetto. I mean, Brighton was considered the ghetto. Brighton, Cambridge, it was considered pretty fucking ghetto. Yeah. I mean, Cambridge is a whole different yeah, Cambridge is world now. Nuts. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know? Real yeah. estate has blown up, and people who look at it now, they're like, "Oh wow, you know, five hundred thousand—that's that's a lot of money." Well, thirty thousand dollars was a lot of money in the nineties. Yes, absolutely. Almost the same amount. Of money, no, you know? I I mean like crazy people like minimum wage and whatnot. Short version is no. I mean like people you know could work for like three years and have thirty thousand dollars, ish. Yeah, I guess. But but you know, back then that was unmanageable for most people. Was get thirty thousand together and buy this this apartment, buy an apartment, an apartment, and not even an apartment, a condominium. Now yeah. you signed up for condo fees for the rest of your life, which yeah, not never ends. Wants. Yeah, not you not own this property. But so you, so even if it was just about who could get together thirty thousand, uh, credit scores weren't actually invented until like late seventies. Okay. Yeah. Think about how much of a difference that makes. I just don't think people were thinking that way back then. Just like they're not thinking about it the same way now. They see a half a million dollar price tag and they're like, this is unmanageable, I'll never make money on this. Uh-huh. But they're not seeing 30, 40 years from now that half a million dollar apartment you bought is now worth who two and a half much. mil or who the fuck knows. I mean, Which is crazy. So how many... I mean, we don't we don't know what's going to happen. Inflation no. is rising by what? The month now at this point? We're at 9.6%. I mean, you, well, so you're preaching crazy. to the wrong choir because I bought this place for five hundred for half a million. Yeah. Um, about four five years ago. 
it yeah. is going to be worth more. Right, but it could have... So Worcester wasn't going to go the opposite direction. But the reason most people don't is, aside from not being able to buy large pro- buy property, is because they're concerned. It's like, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't want to buy property, it could go down in value significantly. But you don't think that same concern was there in the 90s? I don't it's think that same much. concern. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That same concern has been a constant when it comes to investing real your money in real estate. estate. People think that it's not going to go up. But guess what? There's not any more land. There's not any more houses you can't get anymore. You yeah. know, so Boston is as big as it is. You can't build any more what's already there. But were rates going up as quickly in the 90s as they are now? Like, obviously not now, now, but, but like, neither, neither was ago? inflation and neither was everything else yeah. that's happening around I feel like us. things are just like, it's almost like a snowball going down a hill where it's just like getting faster and faster and bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, it's like Venezuela. You know, you go over there and you have $5 million in Venezuelan money. It's worth nothing. You, you can barely buy a, a stick of gum. You know, Crazy. that's that might happen here. Just people don't get that, you know? Yeah. Like that they look at the bigger price tag and they think that the the value of that price tag is still the same as what they have. It's Word. not. You know, your money's literally decreasing by the fucking month. Yeah. But the weird thing is we could move like if let's say I had a remote job, I could uh, you know, never mind sell this place. Never mind let's pretend I was renting here. Yeah. I could move to I don't fuck no fucking Minnesota. And have the same health care benefits as Massachusetts, weirdly enough. But then, like, the lowest cost of living all around. Yeah. But Minnesota has their own struggles right now, right? There's something going I mean, on. everywhere has their own struggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everywhere has a long, long, I mean, long, you can long move long to Greece guess. and work remotely, right? Yeah. Yeah. And buy property for super cheap. With, yep. a, with an economy that's crashed, what, five, ten years ago at this point? I mean... I remember when the economy... When, uh, when uh, it was different crash, actually, Brexit. But one of my friends had a trip to Montreal planned. And then Brexit happened, which was fantastic, because he gets to watch as the value of the dollar equated to more hookers and cannabis in Canada for him <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> and it was just so, so proud. Like, it was like such, an, such an American... It worked out in his, in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, so uh, I'm curious, how many apartments are in your complex, or condos are in your complex? So the complex I live in, there's 123 units. And oh, they're crap. all roughly that price tag if not more because i have a one bedroom there's two beds there nuts dude and this is brighton i mean you you move to the town next over in brookline you go to brookline you're you're talking about you can't buy anything less than a million dollars and it's going to be a shoebox wow and and you know their taxes they have crazy like taxes there but they have the best schools i've ever seen in my life yeah like you go to a public high school there, it's equivalent to going to, like, an Ivy League university. <laughs> like, they have six buildings, a movie theater, ten swimming pools, whatever the fuck you can think of. It's like, oh, you you have lunch? You can go to Dunkin' Donuts. You can go wherever you want. Just come back in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you're in sixth, seventh grade. You get to just have all this freedom. It, it, it's honestly crazy. That's nuts. You know, I wish I grew up like that, but... Word. But who has who has the bread for that? Yeah, like Tom Brady lived in Brookline. Wow. You know, to put in perspective, what Brookline is. Yeah, that's like big bread. The Red Sox owner. Yeah. Lives down the street from my parents' house. Like you know, like stupid shit. Like crazy. I never even knew about Brookline until I like started kind of living in Boston and mm-hmm. realizing that it's like a town of its own. 
I mean, it was also... I, I found out this recently that Brookline was a sundown town at some point. Like curfew at sundown? Yeah, for, for, for colored folks. That's ridiculous. So it's super racist. Yeah. You know, this, this super prestigious town that has so much money, more wealth than probably, I don't know, the top 10% in the U.S., Yeah. right? And this is what it was. But that, unfortunately, is kind of extremely representative. Like well, up north. You know, yeah. like, this is where it wasn't supposed to we're be supposed this to way. Be, we're supposed to be better than that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. the top of the top of the north, not just well, but the that's, north. That's yeah. the problem is, and, and keep in mind how important that amazing education they offered is, and who may not have received that education 40 or 50 years ago. Crazy. I don't know. I feel like when it comes to things like that, they don't go away. Well, because those they, people back then grew up in those towns, right? But some of them stayed, and they had kids in those towns, and they taught them the same shit they were living back then. Yeah, it wasn't that far like ago. Well, yeah. one thing they sure as heck wouldn't have been taught is about mortgages and the uh, uh, real estate values. Like yeah. this is why so many people don't. I mean, not not why so many people. There's obviously a lot of people who just have who weren't paying attention, but many people were never taught about real estate values. Or to even consider it as a, they always go up. Y- yeah. You're right. There will never be more land. But that's a concept that, I don't know. Yes, it makes sense. Yes, if you actually look at the market for any period of time, you do. But, I don't know. When you're busy surviving, you're not looking at the market. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. the same constant back then. The person's just trying to get by and survive. They're not going to put all they have. Okay, yeah, sure, you can scrounge up 30000 but are you going to put it all into this one apartment real quick? Word. And then what, live off whatever, ramen noodles? Yeah, I don't know. Hot you know? dogs. Right. Yeah. And then all and some people did. Yeah. If you miss some and now they're pay. millionaires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that speaks to my dad, too, man. He, um, I mean, he came from a, both my parents came from poor households, moved from Puerto Rico here when they were young, and he put himself through a PhD program at, um, whatever the medical school in Boston is that for eyes, like optometry school in Boston. And he tells us all the time, dude, he would eat, he, like he said for years, literal years, he ate tuna, tuna fish out of a can and peanut butter jellies. He's like tuna fish and peanut butter jellies. He was up to debt in up to his fucking eyes and like had my older brother with my mom still in debt. He, he was in debt until basically I was born. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, um, you could ask right here. But yeah, it's like it's it's um, it's a sacrifice thing, but it's also an education thing, and it's it's like a it's a gamble at the end of the day because you don't really know. You right. know, you never know, right. and it's just like investing in anything else. It's like buying fucking Funko Pops. You know. But what I'm how's saying? he doing now? Yeah, now he's he's living comfortably. You right. know what I'm saying? But still, nobody wants to make the sacrifice. Yeah, because they're, they're just like, well, it's I tough. can just live good now. You yes. Know? Yeah, I mean a lot of uh, there's. I'd like to think um, there's a lot there's there's many different types of people in the world for sure, but when it comes to investing and wealth, there's the eat shit now so you can live good later or. Tomorrow's not promised. I'm doing everything I can right now. And then there's like a healthy balance somewhere in the middle, right. you know? Also, one of the things that I am, did, I, I was able to choose this building instead of having was children. Yes. 
many people weren't told that they many people uh, you know what now is a great time to mention and many people don't have that fucking choice yeah speaking of which time just one shout out uh tomorrow uh evening at 6 p.m worcester courthouse uh, not courthouse city hall yeah uh is having a if you you can call into worcester city hall and we'll add the link in the uh comments later yeah anyways many people didn't have that don't have that choice uh, to have children, and that obviously, you know, affects their ability to, like, they, you know, what if they need to cover a medical expense or something for their child, or fucking mm-hmm. school can be really expensive. Or I don't child know. care, or like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, it's crazy to think that, like, the, I have, I have, I'm super blessed because I was able to have my son at 18, 19, and have a support system around me to be able to take care of that child. You know, to have people that are able to watch him, people that can let me go to work so I can provide, um, and all that, and then to be able to have another kid now and see the the vast, like, differences that was like, yo, I didn't even, like, I was not ready to have a child back then, you know what I mean? I, by the grace of God, I was able to get by, not ever end up homeless or have him miss a meal um and there's a lot of factors that go into that but what i say that to say is like there's a shitload of people who aren't even educated to the the fact that taking care of a child is time consuming it's gonna eat up so much of your money so much of your mental resources it's like you know like People say it all the time, oh, you have kids, da, 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 so what, you know what I'm saying? Oh, bring the kids, or, or, oh, you must get, like, a nice chunk of change on your taxes, but it's like, bro, it's so much deeper than that. Especially, must be nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, must be nice type shit, when they don't realize, like, it's a lot of work, dude, and then and then the mental toll that it takes when you are a, par- a parent that cares, that gives a fuck, that is hip to the idea that, like, what I'm doing now is going to affect this little human for the rest of their life, you know. Then you're putting money into college funds, and, yeah. You know, and, and you're they're, investing in their yeah. future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's it's um. And then and then you have the people that have children and have no support system at all. Yes. You There's know, so many. Yeah, and then and then you gotta wonder. It's like, it's like, I, I hate the idea that um. That young parents, single parents, a lot of people get a bad rep as bad parents you know what i mean because it's not one being a parent is one of the hardest things to do in life in my opinion like it's a lot it takes all of your everything if you give it that so like yeah it's it's tough because you know what i'm saying like when i'm out and i'm just doing shit i'm doing dad shit i'm i'm observing i'm watching other people and you know what i mean i'm at walmart i'm watching i'm observing and because i'm a parent i'm always i'm always like critical in my own head but you'll see some shit at walmart no that's what i'm saying is like is like yo like and and i know it's very ableist of me to say but it's like yo how come your baby got a crusty mouth right now how come how come he got snot all over his nose how come but, but that's those people that don't have a support system. and that's what i'm saying that's why i say it's ableist but for those me to children say. they get stuck in this cycle yeah they don't even have a choice really i mean i had friends when they were 21 that were uh, pregnant and they outright said like this wasn't this this wasn't a, a summary or re- paraphrase they outright told me that they were glad that they uh, that they were having their child at 21 because their mother had a child at 20 and their goal was to have was to do better than their mother 
mm-hmm. um, which I, you know, this that really encapsulates kind of the, you know, how a pattern a lot of people end up falling into. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine the the trauma? But that and sucks. Cycle? That having that mindset, like you're carrying that around everywhere you go. Yeah, you can't let that go because that that's your identity at that point. You're 100 percent right. Yep. It's tough, man. It's tough. And um, so now that we're speaking about childhood and all that, um, tell us about you know where you grew up, when you came to the states, all that. So yeah, I mean, I'm from Ukraine. I was born in Zaporozhye, which houses the largest uh, nuclear facility in Europe. Wow. Yeah, that's what those stupid Russian pigs are fucking trying to bomb and blow up half the world with some fucking idiots. But yeah, I mean, I, I, my upgr- upbringing was probably different from what most people experience, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're from outside of the United States, you wouldn't understand the world. Like, unless you've been in another country. I mean, you, you know that. You know, just going to Albania or even being from Puerto Rico. That's just yep. a whole different world. It's just, it's not what the United States is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could take the craziest ghetto in the United States and go anywhere in the world and find some crazier shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah, I mean, my upbringing was, I mean, rough to say the least. You know what I mean? Word. Uh, I, I would say I'm, I'm blessed to be here and I'm happy to be living where I am. Yeah. Uh, my parents won the green card, and we got a chance to come here. I was like ten years old when I came. When you say won the green card, what uh, do it's you a lottery. It's literally a lottery. It's yeah. a lottery. So my uncle, they both lived here, uh, one in New York and the other one in Boston. And you know, one of them decided to apl- apply my family for the green card, and it's just the luck of the draw. The government just chooses something out of the hat and. There you go. You get to come to the country. Okay. Yeah. Woohoo. Greatest country in the world. And this is how we fucking are doing it? It's I mean, I'll tell you this much. I remember, like, hearing my mom, like, crying at night and praying that we get to leave with, like, Ukraine. Yeah. You know? And I love where I'm from. It made me who I am. Yeah. You know? And it's a beautiful country. It really is. I mean, it has its flaws like any other country and mm-hmm. it has its cons but there's a lot of pros I mean the nature there is just like no other you know and I love going there, mm-hmm. so I don't know I have a lot of pride coming from yeah there, you know what I mean so like um, you were in an apartment a house when yeah, you were, so, when so you were we a kid moved, f- first we uh, we lived with my uncle because we literally came here with zero like yeah clothes on our back and our cat you know what I mean? Like we, I'm so we, glad you got to bring your cat. We That's brought wonderful. the cat because the cat was like a family member to us. And Good. We had to pay an extra like ticket to bring her, which meant a lot to us because that was all the money we had, really. Yeah. So we came here with nothing. We stayed with my uncle so we could scrounge up some change, and we moved to Worcester because it had a bigger like Russian-speaking population than you know other places. Yeah. And um, yeah, we moved to like uh, right down the street. From uh, the airport hill. Yep. Right in those apartments there. And went to Tatnik, then Sullivan Middle. I got kicked out of Sullivan Middle. My mom was like, nah, you can't, we can't send you to an alternative school. So they, they sent me to St. Why not? <laughs> well, because it was just only going to make me worse, right? Like, <laughs> okay, you're already a bad you know kid. fucking valid. <laughs> How are you gonna get, it's, it's like the prison system, right? Like, do any of the criminals, like the real life criminals, when they go over there and they go to prison for 10 years, it's like a college for criminals. You're just there with other like-minded individuals who got caught, 
Uh-huh. And you got some ideas to share, you know, let's be <laughs> real. So how is an alternative school going to make you change? Word. Really, it's just, it's not helping the issue. I mean, every school has their bad kids. Not everyone is a piece of shit that just deserves to go to prison one day, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So I went to a private school, St. Peter Marion, and I learned a lot. That shit really, like, was cool, you know, like, having a real education. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, I appreciated it. Still an asshole and got kicked out. <laughs> At SPM? Yeah. They kicked me out my senior year, literally, like, September. Damn. I met up with Shane Hurley and he went and fucking drank at some girl's house. <laughs> Who's dead now? Oh, my God. Yeah. Sheesh. She, she ended up being, like, a hooker and fucking, like, took drugs and, I guess, OD. You know? um, Jeez. So you're hanging out with the wrong crowd around that age. To say the least. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. SPM. Wow. Shout out. So then I graduated from South. Which oh, is nice. awesome, because South is right up the street from Sullivan. So all my homies from Sullivan... Were up there already. Yeah. So it was just like, hey, I'm back. You got to click up with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior year, I'm back. Let's graduate together. Nice. You know. Charlie was there. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. I got to get Charlie on the pod, man. Charlie's got a good him. guy. He's you have hilarious. people cracking up. He's hilarious. Yeah. When I was I was telling a, a, someone on a date that I was, you know, they asked if I was from Worcester. And I was like, I mean... Sort of like I moved here when I was eighteen. I you know built my entire lived here my entire adult life, but like not according to anyone who's who grew up in Worcester. Yeah. And it's conversations like fucking this, where you guys are talking about the names of different schools you went to, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what school, huh? So <laughs> South had no walls. I've heard this. I've I've. Heard they brought the dogs every Friday, like clockwork. <laughs> like you knew what to do. You just put your shit in the Newport and just throw it out the window. You grab it later. You know, pack of cigarettes. No one's gonna find it. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the fucking south, dude. It was like clockwork. The dogs are here. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. That happened a couple times at Doherty, but thankfully, like, like, I, shout out to my cousin, Alex Laza. We, like, so before school, we would smoke bowls up on Newton Hill. Yeah. And, um, it got to I a love point, that spot. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, like, there was this the one. The uh, froth course. Yeah, well, in between the, the tennis courts and Doherty. It's like, like, a, like a hill, it's like a valley. Yeah, but it was like a little open. Yeah. So we would go the, smoke Yeah, that's the, uh, the uh, Frisbee golf course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. yep. So, um, so there's a knockdown tree up there back when we were going up there. And because the dogs had come before, and thankfully neither of us had any shit on us, we were hit to the idea of dogs coming through. So we would smoke a bowl. Put, we had a little uh, like sunglasses case that we'd hide everything in. Put the lighter, the bud, the bowl, all that in there, and then like hide it in the dead tree, and then walk our way to school. And then like math period would come by, and like we'd be we'd both have math, but in different classes, and we'd like skip the next period, like right before lunch, because yeah. you know how in, well I don't know if you knew in Doherty, or maybe South had the same thing where it was like. A lunch, B lunch, C lunch, where yeah, it's like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we'd skip at the beginning of lunch A yeah. and run up the hill, smoke, and then run back into so we catch the last lunch and then just go late to our next class and it was just like just little shit like that just made it so much funner, man. But, but South was special though. Like, no, South South was we like We had a daycare. I don't know, unit. I've definitely yeah, heard about a, that as a You guys have a daycare unit at Doherty? No, no. No. South had daycare. We had daycare unit. We had uh what else? What else do we have? You had um, you had a pretty immaculate choir. I mean, Doherty, Doherty had like 
had like a music program too, but South had. But like did you guys have people outside your bathrooms? What wait? To sign in, like no. like a teacher, you have to sign in to go to your bathrooms. No. We so didn't South have. had a problem with people either fighting or fucking in the bathrooms. So eventually they just solved that problem by like monitoring. You, it. Yeah, like everything was monitored. Like you're not in the hallway for any other reason <laughs> than going to the bathroom, and the teacher signed off on it, and you yeah. signed your name at the bathroom. Crazy. No, it was we, stupid. We had little slips, but the, you know that was it. And then we we would eventually just like steal a book of slips, and it would just be a field day. Yeah. Because then we could just do do do. We like we go to study class and just oh yeah I'm going to hang out at the other study with my buddies and it's like oh I'm going to hang out over there. Run up the hill, new and hill. You know what I'm saying? You guys had a truant officer. Uh, uh, towards my towards the end of Doherty, I don't think we always did. We had it. We always had some like Spanish. I don't know why. I was always a Spanish dude. Who's always chasing you around, just trying to catch you? Like, yeah. Like, truant officer hired just to be there. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like to intimidate you and yeah. like make sure you're not being a shithead. Which is comedy. I ran into one of one of the truant officers from Sullivan at Jeff. Uh, just, just no way. Deep Blue. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, I, mean, I don't even know how long ago that was now. I mean, it had to have been at least ten years ago. Yeah, he was a singer. Crazy. Crazy dude, tasing kids during the day and singing, you know, singing at night. night. <laughs> Nuts. He was cool though. Shout out Carlos. Yeah, no, and that's the thing too is like uh, I remember the security guard for Doherty being cool, but the cop was a dick. Yeah. Because there's there always a cop assigned to like your school. If anything yeah. popped yeah, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. a cop would come by, and it was like this Asian dude, but we all knew him just to be he a, had a, white a dickhead. Man, yeah. he was just he was just a dick. He was like like. I forget, like, even any of the stories surrounding it, but we all just knew, like, don't fuck with that guy. Don't tell him anything. Like, if you get in a fight, like, he's going to be on your ass. You know what I mean? And like, I mean, what kind of guy is a cop around a bunch of kids? Like, can you imagine the power trip that guy needed to be on to be there? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's he's having a field day. He's fucking whipping his dick out any chance he gets. <laughs> just pissing on over everything, but... It's funny, I went to uh, alternative schools, and uh, there were never cops. Like, they never really needed cops. Cops are just there for whatever the teachers aren't prepared to handle, and the alternative schools, to some level or another, expect that. Yeah, well, I guess those teachers there are supposed to be able to handle the kids, right? Uh, Like, they're they're not just the regular teacher at that point, right? I mean, some of them have extra training, but but the fact of the matter is, no, most of them cannot. I would say... uh, (laughs) I was still a big and strong and extremely antagonistic. Well, what I mean is just like they're supposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to, you know, have the proper like, training to, to have control of these kids, right? Yeah, supposed to. That's their job to. description, right? I, I mean, it's supposed to, but 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 no, they're, they're teachers and then they have a teacher's assistant and realistically they're supposed to call for help if they ever need it, yeah. but they're yeah. still in a, a classroom with ten people, two or three, like, and these are not, you know, uh usually violent kids like these so i went to alternative schools that was essentially mental health based rather than i mean they were for kids with behavioral issues but mine were largely mental health somehow not criminal probably because i'm white but criminal mental health shouldn't those go like hand in hand like what like you know like most criminals that you mean obviously have mental health issues also they should be in some sort of mental health sort of like uh, too, right? I, I don't think we should want mentally ill people in with criminals, but I can agree that many criminals probably have underlying mental health. I issues. mean, there's a spectrum. I don't mean like. I think the answer is one, including yeah. therapy in in the prison system, at, rather than uh, 
I- including prison therapy. Like, like, make sure but that... But isn't that too late at that point? They're already in the prison system. Uh, never too late for therapy. Yeah. But, but like, I, we're definitely not going to lump in men, people, people with mental health issues and criminals. Yeah. Uh, also, as a, at a kid... What I was trying to say is I feel like most criminals do have mental health issues, though. I mean, probably. Or Some being, sort of or, disorder or, there. Or, I mean, or even being criminalized <laughs> can lead to, <coughs> to mental health issues. Mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like people losing their shit in the bank. Why do they call it the bank? Right? You go to, you go to uh, what do they call it? Fucking... The hole, right? Solitary, yeah. Yeah, they call it the bin because yeah. your mind just snaps at some point. You never go back. Yeah, your thoughts are binging off the wall. And I know, you know, people personally, you yeah. don't name, but you know, yeah, they were cool. Now that, yeah, something changed, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it does sound to someone to be, yeah, that's and that's like a normal punishment in prisons. No, in absolutely. Even I mean, in like county, you go to just jail. You no, know? yep. My cousin, my cousin, um, that we had on here, dollars, like that was his thing. Was like. When he when he met his girl and he, and they got like official and everything like she was on his ass anytime he did some bullshit to end up in solitary anytime he had some shit in his room that he shouldn't have had like right. contraband like she was on his ass because she understood and he understood the power that solitary confinement has it's 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 cruel you know what I'm saying it's a cruel punishment you know what I mean like we're social beings we right. need interaction right to put somebody in a padded room. That's smaller than the room we're in right now is fucking insane. You know what I'm saying? So you can only imagine the the type of damage that'll do to somebody, especially if it's over and over and over or for extended periods of time. But even but think about this. I don't know if you guys seen it, but one flew over the cuckoo's nest. What's that? So it's like a classic movie they show in psychology classes. It's with Jack Nicholson. It's one of his earlier films. Yeah, he, right. So he's a criminal, and he's he's a burglar or whatever I think. And, he ends up uh, trying to trick the system when he's going to court. And he's like, I don't want to go to jail, you know. I, I want to go to the psych, you know. I'll go I'll go to the puzzle factory. So he goes. He's in the psych shit. And this was an example that the environment around you can change who you really are. Because mm. this man went from, oh, I'm going on a vacation instead of going to prison, to he's really a mental patient now in a mental facility who lost his mind. Mm, so kind of like Shutter Island. In a way, yeah. yeah. And, and you yeah. know, that that has its own meanings too because yeah. one person can see it a whole one way and another person can see the movie and be like, nah, I see it this way, you know? But yeah. one of them is right. Word, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? The director had intent. I mean, yeah. even director or not, if you look at, like, historical things and what happened in these psych wards, yeah. he wasn't crazy. That's, no, a lot of it... That's is, where I end there's up. A, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of conditioning. There's yeah. a lot of... Um, Gaslighting, uh, gaslight. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking of, and and it's great. And I mean, we could go on and on and on, but it kind of goes back to a conversation we had a few episodes ago, where it's like some of these people that are in these facilities, they're in it because they're they're more um, they're more obsessed with the idea that they're helping people instead of actually helping people. They more just want to be. They want to have that pat on the back moment or that praise from a colleague as opposed to actually getting to the root cause of somebody's issue right. and figuring out a way to help them out. You know, it's like, oh, well, I do this shit 24-7, man. I'm helping people all day. That's all I do well, is Well, to them, people. it's just like a job, right? Yeah, and and that's, I think, is what, what... That's an issue with our system is that some of these people that have jobs in these facilities or even correctional officers, like, like bro, I have a, I have a, a friend that's near and dear to my heart that works in the system 
and the way that she'll talk about some of these people is like, bro, like these are still people. You know what I'm right. saying? Just because they got caught for some shit that you and I probably did when we were kids or you know, yeah. they happened to end up in jail, now all of a sudden they're a scumbag or now you're you're talking down about them, like yeah. on your off time, like you're not even at work, fam. Like I'm not your coworker that is gonna talk shit about inmates. You know and what I'm hype saying? Hype it up with you. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm not that guy. So it's it's crazy to see and I don't think that person was always like that, you yeah. know? There's a culture that surrounds it. There's a power dynamic, and um, it, that even speaks to the that what is it the not the Stanford experiment, but yeah, the, it is. Is though. that what it was? The Stanford experiment. That's exactly what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, that, that. Well, the system is what the system is. Yeah. What's the Stanford experiment? When when people get so they take like two groups of people, and one group of people gets to be the prison guards. And the other people get to be like prisoners, but none of them actually did any crimes or yeah, just an experiment. Just an experiment. Okay. Volunteers, all volunteers. Yes, yeah, so they just went brutal and like bro. The, the people that were guards were just they took sick. their job way too serious. They like, were sick, bro. Like, like you're like, not even yeah. being paid for this. Like no, seriously. Like they they did some and said some sick shit. There's a movie about it that's like based on the true events. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the Stanford. I was honestly thinking about it before you even said mm-hmm. it. So. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely worth the watch, but it's like sickening. And then. You have the prisoners who is just like, they start doubting themselves. They start like generating these thoughts of like hatred to themselves because it's like, I'm such a shitty person. Why right. are they mistreating me? Da, 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 you know? And it's like some of these people have mental conditions that lasted throughout the rest of their life because of that experiment. Yeah. If you so, didn't have authority issues going into jail, you're sure it's not going to have them coming out. Yes. Yeah. And how does that work with? Innocent to proven guilty, right? Because mm-hmm. the police will tell you first thing is not to the police you ain't. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're gonna treat you like you are guilty. One thousand percent. Yep. They and they're right. gonna try and get you to trick yourself into mm-hmm. uh, con- admitting it. Well, people do. People who who haven't killed somebody have admitted to killing someone just to try and get a plea because they just wanted this person out of their face that has been screaming at them for eighteen hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. That's powerful. Yeah. Yep. And uh, since we're on this note, man, um, I've been arrested a couple times. Um, I'll start with my stories. Uh, <laughs> uh, one time, uh, you remember Mike Flanagan, Deb? Yes. He went to um, he went to Tatnik with us. His older brother, what the fuck is his older brother's name? I think it was he like Scott or something or something Flanagan. Yeah. But anyways, um, he was one of my best friends growing up. I, I moved over to Tatnik in fifth grade connected with him and like we were just instant friends so one day we're hanging out at Tatnik da 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 and we climb up to the top the roof of Tatnik cause that was just like the cool thing to do how'd you get up there? um so right right there where there's an awning over the side door that's where, like, how we broke leave. in that's yeah 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 exactly in. yeah that window was shattered no yeah, 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 you know exactly where we right. Right. yeah so you climb up there you you go you put your feet on the wall you climb onto the awning and then you climb up to the roof and then you climb up to the other so if you roof. go to the furthest to the left there's a window that's how you break into the school yeah yep so we're up there just being fucking kids throwing rocks and like we're just throwing them throwing them and then i'm we're just trying to throw them like over the houses, there's three deckers right next to Tatnik. We're trying to throw them over it. I whip one, thinking I'm whipping it fucking in the air. I release it late. Boom. Bam. Smacks a window. Psh. Oh, shit. Panic. And just so fucking happens, there's a cop coming down that side street, that hill on Tatnik. Yes. Right, literally right there. That's a steep-ass hill. Oh, my God. So, you know he's coming fast. Yeah. So, 
pause. So I <laughs> panicked, dude. I fucking like. It was me, Deb, um, Deb's cousin Dan, and How Dana. Old are you? This was like. This was like seventh grade, probably seventh grade, right when I was like starting to be a shithead. Yeah, sixth or seventh grade. Right, yeah. Um, and Dana Cooper, if you remember Dana. I do. He yeah. was in my brother's grade. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. Um, so, bam, sh- shatters the window. Cops coming down. I panic. Deb also panics. Was, no, it was Dana. Dana got up. Deb and his cousin Dan laid down on the roof like fucking geniuses. Yeah. So you couldn't Boom. See him, couldn't yeah. see him at all. <laughs> Me and Dana panic. Dana runs and jumps off. The, we both jump off the roof. He jumps this way. I jump this way start towards running. Honey Farms. Yeah. Jump jump off. Start running towards Honey Farms. Cop pulls up. Pulls up on the sidewalk. Blocks me off. Boom. I hit the car. Put me in cuffs. Whatever. Call my parents. Uh, that's that. My parents, you know, talk them off the ledge. We, They drive us to the house that I hit. We go talk to the nice lady. She's like, like, it is what it is. Like, just pay for my window. Stop being a shithead. And I'm like, okay, I'll pay for the window. I did a bunch of chores. That was that. That's cool. Yeah, and then the second time you I got arrested. paid for the old school way. Yeah, which was like wash the dishes. Exactly. Shout out to shout out to my parents for you know um, not just allowing the cops to have their way with me, and also to that lady for being so fucking cool about it because that wasn't a cool thing of me to do. Um, and then the second time I got arrested, I was with my cousin Alex, my cousin Boris, rest in peace. And um, Chico, Andres, and we were stoners at this time, super stoners, and funny enough, we were actually at Spiritual Haze on Park Ave. um, Before or after the move? Before the move. So yeah, right there next to that uh, Jamaican spot, right on whatever that cut-through street is. And so we're upstairs, and when it was just an apartment, and we're just smoking weed, whatever, whatever. And we're supposed to meet up with Alex because I bought some fire-ass weed for my bro and whatever, whatever. We're going to meet up. We're going to smoke. We're going to have a good time. And then Alex keeps talking about, yo, there's this junk, like, there's this um, abandoned factory that we hang out at. Like, let's go hang out there. Me and Chico are, like, a little sketched out about it. We're like, uh. But we always knew Alex to be, like, the daredevil, like, rebel fucking doing shit that he shouldn't. Our parents, like... If you're hanging out with Alex, you know, when it's dark, like, just come home type shit. You know what I mean? So, needless to say, he picks us up from Spiritual Haze. We go, we walk through the junkyard off of Southbridge Street. You have to cut through the junkyard to get to the abandoned factory. We're doing all this fucking crazy shit just to smoke some weed in an abandoned factory. Lo and behold, fucking cops show up, like, a bunch of undercovers because apparently this is, like, a place where people get... Killed, um, assaulted, oh, etc. You know what I mean? We didn't know. We're fucking kids. So we're just like trying to make our way into the factory. And cops pull up, fucking guns blazing, guns pointed at our heads. We're stoned. So like we're like slow to react, whatever, whatever. Long story short, we get locked up, holding cell the whole night. Our parents have to come bail us out. Yada, yada, yada. We get lawyers. We get it expunged. And that was that. So a couple run-ins with the law. Nothing crazy, thankfully. But... Yeah, that was my experience growing up in Worcester and and being, you know, confronted by the law. But I know you've been in court for something allegedly that you did that um that you fought and won, right? Yes. You so there's been there's been I mean there's been a few cases and it all stemmed from being blamed for something I didn't do. I mean, you know, like 
it's stupid. It's really dumb. So, you know, I did do other things, but not what the you, things I said that they said I did. You know, yes. I didn't do that shit. So it was just stupid. I mean, there were some guys, they, they claimed I you know, blew up their car and set their house on fire. I, it, was, it was crazy. These cops come to my house. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I just came from a car bombing. I mean, not just cops, homicide detectives. You know, Jeez, you, holy you, shit. Know, you wake up and you got homicide detectives at your door and they're just waving their dicks around, you know? <laughs> you're like, all right, guys, you That's know? like They're like, yeah, idea. homicide. What's the PD homicide? I'm like, oh, what's going on, guys? Oh, yeah, you know, we just came from across town. A car bomb went off. Uh, we're going to contact the FBI. There's, you know, there's a terrorist at large type of thing. Like, why are you telling me this? All right. Like, fuck, you know? And they're like, yes, yeah, so you know this guy and that guy? You know, I'm not going to say who they are. Yeah, 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 I'm like, a fucking, yeah, no, I went to school with them. Some fucking private school. I, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, they, they, they did this. They said this. They're snitching about that. I'm like, what the fuck do I know? I don't know anything about that, you know? Yeah. So they, they try to do the whole shebang. They're like, let me look here. Let me look there. Show me this. Like, I don't have nothing, you know? I, they want to open the garage. Yeah. I don't know nothing. You know, my brother woke up. He, you know, he was just like, "What's going on?" Like, like, yeah. Well, what's he doing? Like, why is he? Why did he do this? Did he go blow up that? I'm like, I don't know what these cops are talking about at this point. At what time in the morning is this? I mean, so they showed up around like, like ten. Ten a.m. And they claimed that my brother woke me up in the morning. Claimed that my car was hit. And that I went and retaliated against my car being like broken or something. Damaged, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like So they they want to go to South High and talk to my brother. They are like, yeah, we want to talk to him. So I'm like, alright, let's go talk to him. So so I get in the car with these detectives, they take me to South High, my brother shows up, you know, I, I say some shit in Ukrainian to my brother. My brother, you know, my brother just like, alright. And they talk, they, they talk, and the, and the cops are like, what the fuck did you say to your brother? <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I just told them, like, these cops are fucking, like, out of their minds. Like, I don't know. Like, I love you. Like, I don't know. And and then they ask him some questions. He tells them whatever they ask. They want to go back, and now they're like, well, you have your key. Because I locked myself out of the house. Because I mm. stepped down, they wanted to, like, kind of break into my house, so I locked the door. But I didn't have the keys on me. So, so like now, up. now I'm just like guys. I can't even help because like, let's go talk inside. I'm like I don't even have my keys on me. Like well, let's go talk to your brother. I'm like okay. So they got the keys from my brother. No, those dirty dogs. But I'm just like we're not going inside. Yeah. They're like all right. Well, let's look in your garage. So they just like open my garage because I have the keys. And they just like start like rummaging through shit. Yeah. And they pick up like a fucking like lawnmower. A like, lawnmower gas tank. Yeah, the red, the red <laughs> gas Like, just, tank. like, everybody has one. You know, like, if you own a house and you mow your lawn, like, <laughs> you got one of these. Yeah. Like, and they're like, yup, this is it. Took it. And then, and then some, like, Halloween mask, because it was Halloween. They yeah. took a, a white Halloween mask from me. And they go and they're like, a month later, they just break into my house. I have the fucking riot police at my door. They just break down my door. Wow. You know, no warning, no nothing. Do you hear no- anything from any? From Bro, any- eight in the morning, no knock warrant. I hear my name going, "Open the door." 
Like, open the door. We're going to break the door. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't even wake up at 8 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just got in. And I'm just thinking like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I'm in my underwear. Like, We're going to break the door. We're going to break the door. They break the door. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still not ready for it. I'm just chilling. Yeah. They search the house. They rip the shit apart. My fucking cat from Ukraine is fucking... Where, where? She's sad. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going What's on? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. They, like, kick my cat over. They fucking put me in handcuffs wall to wall, swinging me from wall to wall just down the stairs. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I thought it was, like, innocent to prove it guilty. Like, yeah, not to the fucking Worcester police. It's not. Wow. <laughs> exactly what they said, you know? Wait, so did you hear from anyone about this between the first time and now? Nothing. I didn't hear anything now. Yeah. <laughs> they showed up, they took my fucking lawnmower gas tank, took off. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, walked me out of my house, took my brother, like, And it took them shit. a fucking month to get an arrest warrant. What the goddamn fuck? So they get it, yeah, a month later, my shit's broken down, they break, they search, they rip through my house. Never mind, search, they rip through my house, because these kids say I'm like... A mastermind. They just, yeah, I'm yeah. like the fucking drug lord of drug lords, the fucking <laughs> kings of kings, the fucking gods of the gods. I'm like... Guys, I don't have dick but my cat from Ukraine here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I literally don't have shit. They don't find nothing. They're wondering, where's this? Where's that? I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. Yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean? Shit, shit, shit that shall not be named. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck we're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they take me straight to court. So did you lawyer up at any point in this? Oh, so I ha yeah. Okay. I had to drop out of college. Oh, shit. I couldn't pay for college. I had to pay for a lawyer. These people want me. Yeah. They charged me with a house invasion. What the fuck? That's what I got charged with. No. A house invasion. Yeah. Wait, so wait. So they charged wait. me. So yeah. Something blew up, house on fire, house invasion. That's a 10-year minimum in Massachusetts. Wow. Wow. Like, minimum. Yeah. Okay. But you might what, do more. But I gotta ask, what the fuck did they have on you? They must have... They had the gas tank. <laughs> yeah, but, but... And somebody that said... Now, this is what hearsay, the police... These hearsay. are these are all police reports at this point, right? Because uh, I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. Oh, no, okay. I totally fucking get so, that. So, I'm reading the police reports, and this is what the, this, this person is, is basically telling the cops. Someone showed up to my house in a white mask. And they're, uh, they didn't say a word. They just started hitting me with a sledgehammer. What? And they, they red pepper sprayed me or whatever the fuck this shit said. I don't even remember at this point. And I'm just thinking, well, that's crazy. I don't know anything about that. You know, like, why is that me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, couldn't have been me, sir. Why is that me? What does that have to do with me? And... That was the probable cause. This person said it was me. Yeah. I guess they were, like, a known informant, or they knew somebody, like, their mother knew somebody in the system, or someone that was a cop, or whatever. But it doesn't even matter when they... So, when they're writing those reports, they don't bother... They don't have to write everything. They only have to... Like, they're supposed to, but that whole anything you say can be used against you... Anything you say doesn't necessarily help you. So if they if someone if they're interviewing someone else and that person says, you know, ten different facts, they don't actually like it isn't uh, criminal for them to you know include seven of those ten facts. Yeah. Um, and I know this because uh, when I was I read I was reading the re um, the reports from something I was uh, involved in and I remember them asking me three times the question, 
that I said it, I, I said the guy was white. Um, turned out he was Hispanic, and I it didn't look it, but according to his ID and whatnot, he is, and that's the answer they were looking for. But it wasn't in any of the fucking documents that I had said no three times. Um, because it doesn't help their fucking case. Yeah. The only thing they actually need to put in there is what helps their case. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they're cherry picking, in order to push the the program along. So it was a strange. Let me just put it this way. It was a strange case, because I was, there was nothing of a mention of anything blowing up or anything. I wasn't even charged with a blowing up of a car or a house being set on fire. Yeah. Which is what even like alerted me to these detectives coming after me yeah you know so i, I didn't know what the fuck was going on i just got shot I'm, I'm literally in my like scrounged up clothes that they threw on me as but, they tear me out of my house in court in front of the worcester people like answering to some shit that i don't even i'm being signed by and they're like yay home invasion well, home invader nick the home invader are they saying the home invasion was the day that the other stuff folks? that somebody showed up in this mask yeah. Okay. And started hitting this person in his garage. It didn't say anything about like someone being tied up, things being. This person came, didn't say a word, just started hitting you, left. That's the home invasion. And I, that's me, apparently. Some person in the mask who doesn't even talk. <laughs> wow. Insane. And right. so, how long did that take, like, from start to finish? Like, court dates and this and that? Like, three years. Wow. And this is all. During this whole time, I, I now have a home invasion to my name. Right. What so when I took when I got my lawyer involved, he got it knocked down to like a deadly assault or whatever, right? Because it, it wasn't a home invasion, obviously. They just yeah. wanted to pump shit up and really get me going. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it took three years. I mean, I got caught up, you know, just being a kid, fucking doing mushrooms one time. Took fucking seven or or eight grams. Me and my homie just took like. A little over a half an ounce and just split the bag. Just started eating them. You know? And at that point, I started, like... And I, I've tripped so many times in my life. Like, you know, 50, over 50. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, like, nothing I've ever experienced. Cause I, I was Have you ever to, done that much before? No, no. That was the first time. Like, I was used to, like, an eighth, nothing more. Yeah. Like, that was already a lot. You know what I mean? Like, that type of deal. When I took that shit... I started hearing shit that wasn't happening, like, mm -hmm. seeing some shit. At about two and a half tabs of acid, I started having conversations with people who weren't there. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, to me, that shit was scary because I was out of my control. Yep. Cops showed up, started beating me the fuck up. I, I fought the cops, kicked one in the nuts, apparently. They busted my nose. Like, my shit was just bleeding everywhere. I started speaking nothing but Russian. <laughs> like, I just wouldn't even, like, respond yeah, yeah, in yeah, English yeah, yeah. at this point. They brought me in. They, they threw me into the thing and they're just like what's your name because they're trying to book me yeah and i'm just speaking russian and like you fucking i don't even think they're cops like yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're i'm tripping. just you're i'm tripping just sack. tripping like hard i'm just like <laughs> fuck you just talking so much shit in russian <laughs> you know like super glad for just going on and they're just like all right he's going to the drunk tank <laughs> so this cop just like still handcuffed Overly tight, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, yeah. That's overly their favorite tight, move. Overly tight. Like, I couldn't feel my hands for months. Oof. Dude threw me into the fucking, into the toilet, into a dark cell, just closed the door. Now, I started tripping so hard. Oh. I didn't even believe I was in a police station at this point. I, at this point, I thought I was in, like, some bathroom on the side of a highway. Like, someone just, like, stabbed me a few times and threw me. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. someone done me. Like, like I'm dying. <laughs> like, 
Yo, and like, I landed in the toilet, so I'm like wet, so I think I'm bleeding. Oh like, my god. And I'm just god. tripping in that cell, like hard. <laughs> like hard. That's horrible. And every like, I don't know how long, honestly, I don't know how, maybe like every like 30 minutes, an hour, I don't know, cop would come by and like, oh, like, you ready to tell us who you are? Like, you ready to check in with oh us? Like, god. what's going on? Like, you good yet? Like with and the, I'm with just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, obviously, I know, like, something's up now. So I'm just like, all right. I'll like, yeah, I'll tell you who I am. Yeah. But I felt so defeated. <laughs> like, I was just like, damn, I don't really want to tell them who I am. Like, yeah. how long can I keep this going? You know and what this, I mean? So this was after that whole three-year bullshit or during? No, this was during. This is, like, uh, the next case. They're trying to, like, pile cases on me. No. Yeah, yeah. So so they piled this case on me. They didn't charge me with the police thing because the cop hit me in the nose with a gun. You're not supposed to do that. Like, yeah, in a cop yeah. word, like, that's a big no-no. For, for what it's worth, you're this, You're now the second person I know who has gone off on charges pe- uh, because the Worcester police has assaulted them while they were under, while they were having a uh, close indigent, uh Because, you, you know, I mean, somebody it, called the cops. Like, I get it. You know, they showed up. They're trying to talk to me. I'm screaming in Russian. I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Whatever. I can't blame them for that. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I'm not blaming them. Like, by all means. Like, I got hit in the face with a gun. I kicked a cop in, in the balls. I didn't even get charged with it. Blessing. <laughs> yeah. I got charged with a trespassing. Thank you. Yeah, like, thanks. you know? Yeah, I'll take I'm, it. All right. I'll <laughs> take it on. I had a home invasion before yeah. that, so I'll <laughs> deal with this, nothing. too. <laughs> you know? Then they pull me over. They get two P's. State police. Yeah. Two P's pulled me over by the 7-Eleven. Like, 60 feet from my house. Stupid no. shit. Stupid shit. Just wanted to pull me over. 12 o'clock at night. What are you doing out? Your light is out. Light was never out, by the of way. Of course, uh, it never I told my car. I get my car back. This shit's not even out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of tactic is that? You fucking like, asshole. I didn't even fix this shit. I'm taking a picture of that. Timestamp. Yeah. yeah. That's obnoxious. I got a crazy lawyer. John Goggins. Shout out. He's yeah. now a fucking DA. I don't respect that. Yeah, but well, I... I don't bother with his name then I can't hire him then the, the guy's trying to like fucking get me to plea out the whole time you know he's like oh like let's get you like six months of probation for that assault I mean is it continued without a finding or is it that's what you want yeah continue without that's a finding that's good continue without a finding you you know then you, all you have to do is you know not get charged with anything else for well, guess what I didn't do it so why would I accept that oh 95% yeah. of the cases in the United States end with a plea bargain People are ready to snitch on themselves before they snitch on you. Well, it doesn't make any sense. The, even if they right. didn't do it. Yeah. They just rather get it out of their hair. But I wasn't ready to do it because it's like, why? I went. You put me through all of this shit. You really put me through all this shit. The last time I get arrested, bro, I'm coming home on the night of my like the day before my birthday, March nineteenth. We're coming home from a casino. We get pulled over. Four car. Four car people. They search the car, they find brass knuckles, mushrooms, bud. Like, this is like pre-legalization era. Okay. And they want to, like, get me. They're just like, fuck it. He's got a record, it's his. Wow. So they, they put me, they, they bring me in front of the court. It was an Upton. And the judge is Uh-oh. like, oh, it's, it's your birthday the next day. You need a lesson, buddy. You've had, like, you have four, this is going to be a fourth open case. You're out on a on a assault, like, whatever, you know? I'm just like, all right. He's like, 60 days, in the Worcester house, no bail. We're taking your bail. Wow. Bail revoked. And then we're going to have a dangerous hearing on you to see if you get out. I'm just like, great. 
But I get in Worcester House, it's like summer camp. You know? Half your friends are there. <laughs> you get in like, I, 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 you know, sad to say, but if you're from Worcester, you know, yeah, you know people, you go to the house, you'll know people. Like, this is what it is. Word. You know? But at the end of the day, they take this case all the way. I want a trial because I'm in the house now. I chill with all my people and they're just like, you know, like, take this shit to trial. These people are really trying you. Like, take it to Superior Court, ask for a speedy trial, which is what I do. I get out. I'm pushing for this trial. The whole 60 days, they're taking me to court every week to try to plea out. Um, They bring me to court. I don't see a judge. I sit in the bullpen just chilling. My lawyer comes see me with a green sheet trying to get me to sign a piece of paper every week, bro. To some to shit I didn't do. Just Freak. sign this. Just sign this. Just sign that. You get out of here. I mean, the food sucks, but I'm not about to say I did some shit I didn't do. Word, yeah. But they're, so like, they're counting on you to admit to it. They yeah. want you to. Yeah. yeah. Because they got the deal with the DA, and apparently he wanted to become a DA because that's what he is now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. Recent palms. I got sold. I gave you fucking 20 grand, and I got sold. Yeah. And, and guess how it ended? I'm pushing for the speedy trial. I know my rights. Yeah. I'm not signing no shit. I'm chilling here with my people. That I already, I'm cool with half of them. Yeah. There's no there's no problem. I'll take the 60 days to the chin. You know, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. I get out. I'm still pushing for this trial. And they're like, all right, no trial. The DA wants to talk to you. Huh. So the DA, they're willing to let it all go. There's some evidence issue. <laughs> yeah, of course. Some evidence issue. After all this. Yeah, and that's where the, that's how the case gets thrown out, on an evidence issue. Like that, apparently... That's bullshit. The evidence got lost. Error upon the fucking state. Yeah. They probably never had it. Because there was no evidence. Well, what was the evidence? Exactly, yeah. The fucking gas tank that's in your house and your house? (laughs) And your mom's house and your dad's house and everybody else you know? Like... Yeah. That's upsetting. Really? That's your evidence? They knew if they took it to trial, they're going to look like idiots. And and that's your evidence for the home invasion, though? Yeah, exactly. What does that have to do? I didn't even get charged with the car bomb you initially showed up to my house and fucking, like, threatened me for. Telling yeah. me that all of this over a piece of meat. Yeah. That's Crazy. upsetting. You know? Crazy. So. <sighs> and then thrown out, money lost. Yeah. Uh, college, college education down college the drain. education lost right. and time lost and your record is your record clean now is it though yeah is I, it though I, I don't know like you get what I'm saying a job employer won't see it but the cop who's pulling me over does yeah anyone who googles you will yeah, yeah google me it's a home invasion on my name crazy you know and that's the crazy thing it's like I still have a home invasion on google but you brought it down to assault yeah. And then and then evidence lost. And then the case got thrown out. Yeah, but but a cop pulls me over and they want to search me for guns every time. Yeah. Yeah. And all this other extra shit that I don't have in my car. Why? Yeah. Because some shit that I got dismissed. Yeah. There's some shit that really wasn't an error on the state. Now I'm being looked at as that guy. Yeah. Now it's attached to your record. Forever. For life, yeah. Sick. Sick, bro. It makes no so sense. So was it was it dismissed or dismissed? No, I didn't sign shit. If it was dismissed, it might actually be off of your. No, I talked to lawyers. So check this: once marijuana legalized, yeah, because we're you know, I was happy, but I wasn't. But whatever. 
I got contacted by lawyers, and they're like, all right, those pounds that you got pulled over, we can just expunge that. Wait a I'm second. Like, so lawyers are marketing to people who pre- what the fuck? Yeah, because the state's so paying them to. It's like program. They want to oh, like you know. Oh, that's awesome. It was it was cool. I okay, didn't pay a fucking cool. dime. I was in London when this was going on. I was there for like a month, and the whole time the lawyers just like doing all this paperwork, sending it everywhere. Got that shit expunged off my record. Nice. And I asked them. I took the time. We were in a meeting with like six lawyers, and I'm just like, you know, I'm glad you expunged the marijuana shit. And then I told them that whole story we just went through. And they're just like, yeah, but we can't, we can't expunge that. Even though you got dis- it got dismissed the way it did, unfortunately, cops will see that when they pull you over. Uh, Federal officials will see that when they look in your name. Wow. They want to keep a tab on you, even though it was dismissed. Like, to me, it was dismissed with, like, a special dismission. Like, like okay, you dismissed it, but you still want to keep tabs on the person. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're still going to come up as red flag on everything. Yeah. And Crazy. that's scary because we're talking about some really odd shit that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts, dude. Absolutely. I mean, you hear about people going to prison for, what, 20, 30 years for murder, all this crazy, like, obnoxious shit. And then the state is proved wrong and that they're, they, they're just innocent. They really yeah. never, they shouldn't have been in prison in the first place. Honestly. How do you even pay a person back for that? You can't. Yeah. And your, yours is too much. But there's yeah. yeah. Like, this is a whole different type of animal now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can't pay someone back for ruining their life. Yeah. Nuts, dude. System is more than broken. Oh, oh yeah. God. It really needs to be started from scratch. Like, the... Hit the, the reset button. Prisons now are just for profit, and the... I don't know. The, realistically, I don't think lawyers or accountants should need to exist as an industry. Like, our laws don't need to be this complicated. I understand how they started out and how they got this way, and I think the only reason to maintain them this way, this stupidly convoluted and complicated, is... It's for money. It, well, yeah, but also to keep the less educated people away from it. Yep. And Yeah, exactly. And, and profit off of poor people and their suffering. Yeah. Yep. But, like, it is just understanding anything about the law or being able to afford a lawyer affords you so much more freedom in this world. Yes. Because so many people are afraid of the unknown and so much of the fucking law but that's is the unknown. thing. I had a lawyer. A yeah. good one at that. This yeah. guy... Who wasn't acting okay, on your fine. best interest. You're getting, yeah. me out. You're getting me out on this charge that's a crazy charge that I should be in jail for. Like, I should go to prison, right? But you want me to say some shit I didn't do. Yeah. I, I think their goal is still minimal. just to keep it moving. They uh-huh. want they want the cogs to just re- be greased. You know, yeah. that's what it is. Well, yeah. but yes, but it can go any way. Chances, like I don't know. It, it, you the alternative that they're trying to avoid is it gets to trial and you go away forever, which is of course unlikely. But what he's trying. But to it avoid. could happen because it has happened to people, right? Right, yeah. right. Which is what he's trying to avoid. So, like, that's kind of the alternative. So, essentially, every opportunity a lawyer has to avoid that, they they got to offer. Yeah. Like, let me first. They're actually they're incentivized. But but this particular lawyer is now working for the state. Well, so I I think at like the highest level. I mean, I I mean, this guy obviously had a bias and/or wasn't doing his job to the fullest extent of his law. There's always some level of hardball. Like, if I was paying a lawyer that... Like, I've hired lawyers before, and I understand I'm going to get a tactful, strategic situation. 
But but for twenty thousand dollars, you should get like they you should be they should be sending they should be making that fucking uh, t- uh, district attorney's office work for it every fucking week of the year. Mm-hmm. Like like sending a different form of my client is innocent because of this. You need to dismiss that because of that. I want to review this because of that. Also, more importantly. Um, if it was an evidence thing on their end, it, it should have come up in discovery, which I guess it didn't... It, I don't know. Your lawyer wasn't doing his job as good as he should have. No, he was pushing all the right motions. They just weren't having it. Like, there was something oh. weird going on. Yeah. You know, uh, it was like, oh, we caught the tiger by the tail, we're not letting him go type of deal. Mm. You know? Oh, they were intent on, on getting through with it. They wanted to give you a record. Yeah. Even if they didn't have evidence or didn't have... They wanted to stain my name. Well, they were bullying you. They had the power to, and they were trying to create an, in a situation where it made more sense for you to give in to what they wanted. Yeah. Crazy, dude. The amazing part is that you didn't. Yeah. Shout out to fighting it. <laughs> and hey, shout out to getting those 60 but, days. Cause but what else are you going to do? It's like cancer. Like, yeah. you're going to die. People always say, like, oh, you know, you're so strong. Like, you're a survivor. You're a survivor. Well, what's your other, like, option, right? Yeah. Just like die. Just, lay, lay just die, right? Just like die. just lay down and die. So yeah. um, let's actually talk more about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a good segue. Um, how long ago was this? Uh, how did it come about? Where did it start? When did you find out? So I would say it's been what, almost four years now. and Since you were clear? Since I was cleared. Wow, so nice. 2018, June 20, 2018. No, it was June 20th, 2019 was when I was clear. So three years, right? Yeah. Or 18. It was either 18 or 19. Damn, this shit's a blur now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, time doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's never been real, but if I'm more acutely aware of it these years. Yeah, so they... they I mean, something wasn't right for a long time, right? Yeah. And I started going to doctors. They wanted to do all this wild shit. I mean, it started with like, oh, I have this lymph node at the side of my neck, and they're like, oh, let me prod at it. Yeah. Like, like I'm just gonna put a syringe in it and I'm gonna suck some shit out of it. We're gonna test it. I'm like, is this gonna hurt? You know, oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and he's just like, uh, no. <laughs> like it won't be so bad. You can handle it. I'm like, okay. So yeah. the guy, the guy starts doing the shit, and that shit hurts more than I've ever felt. It's excruciating, bro. I feel like I'm about to pass out, and he's just like. Don't move is gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> that shit is not the truth. Okay, like, stepdad. Like I was fucked up. Like this guy was like raping my neck. Shit wasn't right, you know. So they they take whatever they take. They come back. They're like it's inconclusive. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Just inc- we didn't get nothing from that. I can't tell you if you have cancer, and I can't tell you that you do. Yeah. yeah. But now they're telling me we want to have a surgery on you to take out the lump. We want to take out the, the lump and test it. But what? it's not a lump. A lymph is essentially a part of your, like, system. The gland. It, 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 like, works with the spleen to filter shit out of your, like, toxins yeah. out of your yeah, blood. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it keeps you, lymphs keep you living, basically. Yeah. They want to remove it. Damn, I don't really trust this guy no more. <laughs> like, like, this guy told me it wasn't going to hurt. He lied to me I felt the, the worst pain I've ever felt. Like... And I felt some pain, you know, like this was crazy. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. No more. Like, I'll figure some, something else out. Meanwhile, this shit's just getting worse. Uh oh. The, like, the, the, the... No, just my, my overall health. But I don't realize oh. it because it, it's like a cold. 
like you, you cough a little more. Yeah. You just get sick a little more often. Like you don't realize what's really coming on to you. And you weren't noticing like other symptoms? It was just like miserable or just my lymph nodes would swell up, but like when you go to a doctor and tell them, Well my lymph nodes are swelled up, right. they're just like, Well, how long have they been swollen? Yeah. You know, and the average person doesn't think like, Okay, maybe I felt this for a year, maybe I felt them on and off. Like they don't think about it, so they say it whatever time it's been, and they're like, all right, well, it's normal, because your limbs will swell up because of toxins, and yeah, it's just normal. Things will fluctuate in your body, you know. If they went back to size, that's nothing. So I, my my regular doctor, they were just like, you need to go to like a blood doctor who just deals with like cancers, and that shit freaked me out. I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So I started going to this doctor, and for like a year and a half straight, they just tested my blood. I go there every month. They're just taking my blood. We're talking. They like touch me. They prod at my body. They whatever, right? They're actually putting me through CT scans, which are like cancerous to you. Like you actually have to fucking drink mad water after one of those. Yeah. I'm being like they're, they're constantly just testing it, and they just see things fluctuate every single time I come in. Shit's like swollen, crazy, and then my body looks normal, and then the next time I come in, shit looks way out of whack and like what the fuck's going on with this kid and mm-hmm. then the next time it's like man it's, a, it's not so bad you know what I mean like they don't really know what to do with it but like meanwhile I'm feeling worse and worse to the point where like I just don't even feel like this is normal anymore yeah like I can't even like digest food like just like crazy shit it's not a cold anymore bro it's like on yeah. some other level like I feel like I'm in like the worst type of flu. No, I'm like in hell at this point. Word. Like I smell the sulfur, and it's coming out of my body. Oof. You know, it's bad. Oof. Like it's bad. Like terrible. And I tell this to my doctor, and I'm like, all right, we need to do this. Like we need to just take that thing out and test it. Like that's it. Like something is up. You know what I mean? And they test it, and they're like, yep. Like you're a half a stage away from having stage four lymphoma. Wow. Yeah, just like just straight up, just like. Boom. Drop the bomb on yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just like, damn. I didn't know it was that bad. Because, like, if you get stage four lymphoma, that's, like, it spreads to your bones, and, like, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, there's no coming back yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, damn, what the fuck? He was like, yeah, stage 3B. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they got all these, like, names, and just like, all right, we're going to put you on chemo, and they just start like, tackling you with all this shit. And, like, you don't even have time to kind of just, like, realize, like, damn, like, I could die. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that shit's real humbling. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and the crazy shit is like most people get cancer. Like one out of two women in your life will have cancer. One out of three men in your life will have cancer. There's three of us here. I had cancer, right? Yeah. The stats is real. Wow. You know, and I don't know. It's just when when they told me that, I was just like, all right, well, let's just do what we have to do. It wasn't like, like, what else am I going to say? Oh, let's not do anything. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then they make you sign these pink papers that say, like, if you die during these treatments, like, you, like, that's what you wanted. Like, you wanted to do these treatments. Oh. Like, no one can hold anyone accountable. Yeah. It, it is what it is. You know? Did they have you sign those, like, the same visit that they told you that you might die? Um, no. Okay. That's probably good. It wasn't, it wasn't right away, because... You know, it kind of hit a, hit me like I'm just like I was there with my stepdad and we were just sitting in the room, just like some heavy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I expect to kind of go there and they're just like, oh yeah, I don't know, something's fucked up, but you don't have cancer. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah, the yeah. ball was gonna keep rolling, like most people do. And 
Yeah, yeah that shit was real. When they told you that, you're just like, damn. Mm-hmm. And then they said, I had real long hair. Like, my shit was, like, down to here. And they're just like, you need to cut that shit. Because that shit's going to start falling out. You're gonna, like, you're going to see big clumps of hair everywhere. It's a lot easier to see, like, short hair falling out than, like, yeah. long pieces of hair. So I'm like, fuck. So they shaved my shit. Like, kind of, like, short, you know. And then by, like... I had a six-month treatment, and some people have, like, a two-year treatment, which is, like, insane to me. You know, every chemo's different. Every cocktail that they make for you, like, they call it, like, a cocktail. Yeah. Because they, like, they put different, like, chemicals in there. And yeah. my shit was half classic chemo and half rituximab, which is some shit the hospital that I went to actually developed. Beth Israel. Where it's a chemical that actually, like, attacks your uh, cancer cells. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go science. It's better than like a regular chemo. You know what I mean? But the crazy shit is when they come to like administer this shit to you, they show up in this like hazmat suit. Yes. That's scary. They're covered because, and, and I'm like, you know me, I'm just, I talk with everyone. So I'm just like, what the fuck are you wearing that for? You know what I mean? Like, right? And they're like, well, if some, any of this spills on me, it's going to burn me and cause like serious. But you're about to put it in me? And they're, they're, they're about to put it in me. So the first time they put it in my veins, I'm sitting there. Shit feels weird. They gave me like some anti-anxiety like anxiety shit. Yeah. I never had, I don't take pills. So they gave me that shit. And I'm just like fucked up. I kind of go to sleep. I wake up. My mom's there. My mom, my mom's a tough woman. You know, we're from Ukraine. So she's just like, let's go. It's six o'clock. Like, your shit's done. Let's, let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, all right. And I go to get up. I can't move. Wow. I can't move. Like, I can't feel my legs. This is my first chemo treatment. I can't feel my legs. Wow. Holy crap. And I'm telling my mom, she's like, yo, I can't feel my legs. I can't go anywhere. And she's just like, stop fucking playing because they're going to keep you in this hospital and your stupid ass is going to stay here because you're playing around right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm looking at my mom, and I'm just like, they better fucking keep me here then because I can't fucking move my legs. Like, you know, like, I never felt that before. Like, it's got to be terrifying. You know, yeah. like, I had more than a fucking 50 trips on shrooms, but now I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and, and they throw me into a wheelchair. They fucking cart me off into an ambulance. They shoot me over to the next wing in their hospital in the ambulance. Bring me in. They can't fucking get an IV in because my heart ain't pumping blood. So, like, they don't have a, a vein. They can't tap in. They're just like, yo, what the fuck? So, my family's in there. My brother, his girl, fucking my mom, my stepdad. I'm, like, fading out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fucked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, what's going on right now? And then the guy's like, everyone has to leave right now. I'm going to I have to tap into his neck. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be blood, like... Go, and I'm like, you know, I'm co- I'm like semi-conscious, but I get fucked up so often that like semi-conscious is normal, you know. So I'm just like, all right, like, oh, this is really happening. And the dude like gets on top of me, and it feels like this big struggle, like my neck's being raped again. And the guy just like gets this like big, I don't, I don't even know what you call it medically, a catheter. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, gets it into my artery in my neck, but before like he can get it in, there's a fountain of blood comes right up. Like, right up, you just see, a, like, a big square just go, and just land, and land, and I'm just like, whoa, and this guy's just struggling to get this fucking thing into your neck, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, really on top of me, like, 
No wonder he told everybody to get out. Like, yeah, this, this is, is some traumatic. shit. Yeah, and I'm just like, Jesus. I'm like, yo, just get it in there. Like, get this fucking going, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, save yeah. me. So, next thing I know, I'm being carted to the ICU. I'm, <laughs> I'm stable. They got these, like, fucking pumpy things on my on my legs, like like floaties. Um, yeah, yeah keeping you, move your, keeping your muscles keep my, moving along. Keep my blood or whatever flowing. And yeah. they come and they question me, like, for three, four days, asking me, like, what did you do before that chemo, this and that. I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I took some hash oil. Yeah. You know, maybe, like, a thousand milligrams. <laughs> and they're trying to blame it all on the hash oil at this point. I'm like, wait, you gave me some shit that a hazmat suit lady had to come in, <laughs> and it's the hash oil's fault, though? Right, like, right. I mean, okay, maybe the whole concoction wasn't great, yeah. but I never had a problem again during my treatments. Did yeah. you do 100 milligrams or whatever? I was doing 3,000. <laughs> yeah, because you, you were taking RSO. RSO. Oh, yeah. okay. Full spectrum hash oil, fully donated by real farmers in the community who really, like, are about their shit. You know, I, re I really respect those guys. You know, mm -hmm. Old Soul Gardens, one of them. Uh, Keeper of Fire, the other. Hash Hole, Blackbeard, however you know the guy. Sailor. Yeah, Sailor. You know what I mean? Cheese, R.I.P., yeah. I mean, there's been some good guys at FX. I mean, I, I li they literally donated me more oil during my six-month treatment than I could ever afford in my life. Because, like, you go to a dispensary, they want $80 to $100 a gram. Yeah. I'm eating three a day for six months. Do the math. Yeah, dude. So, tell I, I've heard good things about it, but tell me more about RSO, because I'm sure most of our listeners have no clue. So, so you have to start small, always. Yeah. And work your way up, build it up in your system, or you will get heavily sick. Like, you will fucking start seeing shit like you're tripping on acid or shrooms or, like, for real. Like, yeah. that shit feels like a trip if you take too much. And eventually when you build it up, like, when I was taking the 3,000, I was still fully functional. Yeah. Like, but that took time. You mm -hmm. know, that also took a lot. I mean, part of the treatment is sleeping and resting. I mean, that's how your body will rejuvenate. So, like, most of my time spent was on the couch kind of just sleeping laughing at shit you know like watching some shit to laugh at because chemo is, is fucked up they give you like chemo and then you're just like feeling kind of good but then you start feeling so sick and chemo kills your immune system so they have to give you, you well, actually you give yourself neupogen shots or somebody you live with or whoever can take care of you which are these shots you can give to your stomach or to the back of your um, arm and uh, those shots start, like, producing white cell production, like, okay. just boosting. Like, your bones are just exploding with white cells. And that's the most painful shit you ever feel. Like, you'll be, you'll literally be, like, on the floor, like, like oh, your curled bones. up in a ball like a baby because the shit hurts so much. Your bones are working hard. Yeah. And, like, your whole body feels it. Like, that shit hurts. And then you, you already have chemo on top of it, which causes, like, insomnia and weight loss, yeah. hair loss. Like, I lost every hair on my body. Wow. Every hair on my body. Like, literally, eyelashes, fucking everything you can think of. Hair on your asshole, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, gone. Smooth as in fucking egg. <laughs> Whole body. Not by choice, you know? Like, shit was not cool. I was, I was one, one, like, 50, 160 before everything, like, started going downhill slowly through the years. By the time I was done with my treatments, I was like 98 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah. Dude. 
like, and I remember some of those pictures. Like half a step away to like falling into a grave, like see you later. No, look completely different. Yeah. Like almost unrecognizable besides your facial structure. It was wild. Yeah. No, it was really wild. But it really does humble you. It makes you see life in a kind of a different manner. I mean, most people don't do things because of they're afraid of you know what could possibly go wrong, and you know death is pretty high on those lists. So once you conquer that. Everything else is a little less terrifying. And and the funny thing about death is, like, most people feel that, like, at some point in their life, they're just like, I don't care who you are. At some point in your life, you felt like that, oh, I just want to die. You know, like that, mm-hmm. like, just low point in your life. You know what I mean? At some point. When you go through some shit like that, you really don't want to die. You're just like, yo, fuck that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you just start fighting. It's like an instinct, you know? Yeah. But sometimes the shit's just too much and people pass away from it. I mean... COVID's like this big virus, but cancer's the bigger one. Mm. There's a cure there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Shit, man. So, um, just to expand a little bit more, like, can you tell us, I don't know much about RSO either, but do you know anything, like, about the process or what it does for your body? Like, so from what I understand, RSO, if you make it the right way, there's people who use the roots, the stalks, the whole parts of the plant, because there's chemicals within that plant that make covalent bonds or whatever the fuck they do scientifically. It works with the THC to give you a different effect than normal, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you eat that and you ingest it, it's not like smoking it. It actually will start attacking tumors and cancer cells and start kind of like making you feel right. Like you start eating well, any inflammation you have in your body starts going away. Mm. Um, I don't know, it was just like, to me, it was, a long process but it was only six months but I felt my body just kind of normalizing throughout that time you know? mm. and I was also like juicing a lot yeah like I was I had a juicer I was getting fucking raw veggies organic raw fruit all organic and just making concoctions just drinking that cleanest energy you ever feel yeah so and you did feel noticeably better while happened on that I've, yeah I've heard so many people say that and it's something I keep considering no, it's good. It's really good. It's worth it. Like, you get a nice juicer for, like, 500 bucks at the Rebel or something. Just get some really high-quality fruits and veggies. Make sure they're organic. You wash the fuck out of them, all that. And that would be some really good shit. Mm. I mean, I, I, I tell you, it really is, like, no other energy. When you start drinking stuff like that, I don't know. Have you, you've had it, I'm sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I've had uh, raw juices for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, even the kombucha, like, drinking kombucha on the regular is oh, just, yeah. like, different. What's know? crazy about kombucha is, though, there's this thing in Ukraine called kvass, and it tastes just like kombucha, but they're two different things. But they're kind of the similar in the sense that they have probiotics. Yeah. Which most people don't realize your gut flora really is good for you. It's fucked up most of the time. You're eating, yeah. you're drinking, you're eating fucking McDonald's, you're, you know, whatever, fried foods, whatever, shit's fucking up your, your stomach, and that's where health issues start actually, like, yep, growing all out. comes from your gut. And the more probiotics you can get in yourself, the better, because that's how you have, like, a stable flora within yourself. Yep. You know, and kombucha, for me, started as, like, a healthy thing. I just started drinking. I didn't like the taste of it. No, me neither. But over time, I felt so good off of it, I enjoyed the taste. Yeah. You know? I could see that. I like, uh, personally, I like the carbonation. I was like, that's my thing, because I don't drink soda. So yeah. it's like, Nice and carbonated, it's like better than, and I love ginger ale. 
But I stopped drinking ginger ale because it's impossible to find ginger ale that doesn't have high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. So, like, kombucha was the happy medium. I found a ginger kombucha, and that's my go-to. Like, I buy the big jugs for 10 bucks. But you got to shout out Synergy. No, Synergy. No, that is delicious. But you know why, right? Why? They make this shit in small batches. Okay. It's just like Bud. Yeah. You know? Like, when Pac-Man gets his shit, it's always from the small batches. Yeah. That's where the quality is at. Yeah, because you take care of the shit. You can monitor it a little more. It's a lot more. Oh, well, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You're a dispensary. You have a fucking... A field. Big-ass field. Who's going to look at all every single plant and what's going yeah, on? Yeah, every there? stem, every leaf, every, every right. root. No one's being no. paid that much. But when you have a small room like this, and you only have a few barrels, and you can check everything yeah. on each barrel, like couple times a day you're gonna have some quality shit and they use glass jugs most mm-hmm. companies can't because they want to mass produce it so they're using like stainless steel and all this yeah. other shit it just doesn't work the same yep so they have the most uh probiotics there is per bottle yeah no i that's that's the only kombucha i've ever had and the only one i've ever had to have because so what exactly is kombucha it's a fermented tea. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. And yep. they come Naturally in flavors. Fermented, yeah. This is a pure version, so it's just like a green and a black tea mixed fermented. Cool. And the ferment is what gives you the good feeling. So if you have like kimchi, sauerkraut, you know, any of those things, kefir, they all have cultures and the, that living bacteria. And most people go and like, oh, I could take probiotics. I'll just go to CVS, grab a bottle of probiotics. <laughs> but those probiotics on the shelves, they're not living. No. They're dead, so you're just putting a bunch of dead cells in your body, thinking it's going to do anything, but it's not. Yep. You know, they have probiotics and pills, but they're kept in refrigerators. Yeah, they have to be refrigerated. Yes. Yep. Yep. No, kombucha is the real deal. I remember the first time I had a glass, it was one of those, I drank half of it and immediately had to shit. Like yes. Immediately. But that's, like, that's how it starts, though. Yeah, because you're resetting your whole gut. Yes. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I literally hit Facebook. I'm like, yo, are you supposed to shit when you drink kombucha? And they were like, yes. I fucking remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yes. And I was like, perfect. I'm doing the right thing. And yeah, man, I swear by it too. But it's it one stops of eventually. Eventually just like. Yeah, your body gets, because yeah. you're repairing your gut. Yeah. And now I think I'm in a pretty good place. Like, like I said, or like I've been telling like the people around me, I've been on a cleanse for a little bit. Like no meat, no dairy. Because dairy really fucks me oh, up. Oh, yeah. Dairy fucks Bro, me up. Top mucus fucking in him. Yeah. Like that, that shit just starts making mucus all over. Yeah, but all yeah. my favorite things, I mean, like, yeah. same here. I, I, my nose is miserable, and it's probably because I like salad dressing. Yeah, and, cheese uh, and, and. But, but like, cheese is so fucking. Cheese is like 80% of my happiness. But that's happiness. kind of like. That's kind of like programmed into us. Ever since we were kids, you see that, like, stretch on the cheese pizza. Oh, and my like, God. The cheese. Everyone's talking about cheese, cheese, milk, milk, cheese, I don't cheese, care how right? Eggs, milk. You need the dairy. You need the. Da- I love it too. Oh, no, don't no, get I, me wrong. I got burrata in the fridge, and <laughs> you know what I mean, parmesan and all sorts of shit. But like, yeah. it's not good for we, you. Yeah, and we don't need it. And that's I blow I've, my nose way more when I wake up the next day. That's what I've noticed. Is like when I was first starting this cleanse, bro. Like I was waking up with literally like nose like running. Like yeah, I'd be blowing my nose, blowing my nose. It like, just doesn't come stop. out, coming yeah. out. And then a few days into it. I'm, like, good now. I haven't been, like... Like, I have terrible allergies. My allergies basically subsided. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm eating raw, I'm having all these nutrients, my immune system is pepped up. But you know what's crazy? When you mention allergies... So, I come from Ukraine. We never even heard of, like, peanut allergies. We haven't heard of, like, these, like, asthmas. We don't have that shit. I never heard of it until I moved here. Wow. So... When I was going through, when I was sick during those years and I was testing for cancer, but I didn't know it yet, mm-hmm. 
every time it was allergy season, I was heavily affected. I was heavily affected. I couldn't even breathe. I had to take pills. My eyes, it, it was insane. It was insane. I never felt it like that in my life. Once I beat the cancer, I don't have allergies. Wow. My immune system was so fucked up dealing with the cancer, it couldn't deal with the extra shit yeah. that it was being put on. Yeah. And that, these things that people think are symptoms of the outside are really symptoms of your own body. It's internal. They don't want to look in and realize, okay, this is happening because something else is wrong. Yeah. My body can't handle this or that. Because they're living life. They're drinking, they're smoking, they're chilling, they're doing whatever the fuck they want, and that's cool. No one wants to think maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, maybe Well, because when you're young, habits, yeah. it doesn't affect you. Yeah. You can stay up to 3, 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, and, and you're cool, you go to work, whatever the fuck. You do that shit in your 30s, it don't hit the same. No. So, uh, I, I, I'm 32-ish, I'm 31 and like a half, and uh, my, um, I just last week found out I have uh, arthritis in both knees. And, you know, I really want to be upset, but also... I've walked about five to eight miles a day, mostly on concrete sidewalks for the past three and a half, four years. Yeah. So I guess this sort of actually makes sense. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's hard to fucking say that and acknowledge, like, shit, I'm 30, my knees are fucked up, and it's my fault. Yep. And yeah. I, I, you know, don't blame pe- most people for not starting there. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, genetics or... No, yeah, every, it's, yeah. It's, it's always outside of themselves. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure we can all speak to that, where it's like we're looking to blame something else other than our habits. And so quitting weed was huge for me for my teeth because I've always had shitty teeth growing up. And so I quit smoking weed, and all of a sudden my gums aren't bleeding anymore. My fucking, um, my tooth that had a root canal that got reinfected doesn't hurt when I'm drinking liquids anymore. It doesn't, like, it's not as sensitive. And it's like, yeah, I love weed. Weed is always going to be a passion of mine. But, like, giving it up, I'm able to realize how much damage it was doing to me because of the form I was ingesting it. There's a million ways to ingest a plant, but the fact that I was smoking it, smoking it so heavily... I mean, it's always heavily. That's the problem. Yeah, so it's never. In it's moderation. hard to just it's be like, "Oh, I'll smoke once and well, that's moment, that's so. the thing. It's what you said. Habits. Yeah. Habits have predictable outcomes. Yes. I don't know who that quote's from, but it's not me. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's they do. And th- the point of that quote is, you can look at your habits and say, "Well, what's going to happen here?" Yeah. The funny yeah. thing about habits, though, you change one habit in your life, the rest just starts slowly changing too. Yeah. It, that's all it takes. It's literally just all right. I smoke cigarettes every day. I'm just going to stop smoking cigarettes. And that just slowly, it's a slow process, but 1, it gets you away I, from I mean, this is supported else. with science and psychology. You know, it's, ba- it's you essentially are just building the patterns in your head. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, yeah, dude, so, like, I urge everybody, man, to just take a cleanse, you know? Like, give yourself a month, two months, three months of just shutting off everything you ever thought about, like, um health and nutrition and just like go to an alkaline try try your best to try something outside of your comfort zone you hate veggies okay find a way to to make a smoothie with a couple veggies and the rest fruit you know like do it your Bro, body's gonna thank you no that blows that's my the crazy shit yeah. yeah okay so that one i conquered that one, yeah. I, I simply habitually i mean so so i i also i'm autistic so i like stems i like doing things with my hand 
Drinking water is a really fucking good one, especially like every time you're at a restaurant where there's already someone who's coming by to fill the drinks anyways. Yeah. Just keep fucking drinking water, and yep. I, that's essentially what I did. Mm-hmm. And you you trained your brain to get good at it. Now I just walk around the house. I have a cup of water somewhere. Yeah. It's not like that's essentially it. You know, habits you can just set yourself up, make it easy for yourself. Yeah. You know what's mind blowing about water though? It's like, what is the percentage in the body of water? Seventy, eighty, yeah. something high. Yeah. So, like, most people don't drink water. They drink all this, like, sodas and all this other shit. So they're not changing out the regular water in their body. Just stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. They don't exercise. They just slowly just be stagnant through all the years. It kind of works for them. They coast along until they hit this, like, mark where it's just, like, boom. Yeah. Until they start having health issue after health issue after health issue. But they don't realize it until it's too late. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Don't be a half a step away from fucking stage four cancer to realize something's fucking wrong. Yeah. You know? Like... Yeah, if there's anything to take from this conversation. Yeah. So I want to talk more about the cleans concept. What else should people consider cutting out? Like, I'd rather not cut out cheese, but I'm hoping to... I don't know. I mean, dairy for sure. I mean, alcohol is a big one. Alcohol, I I, I actually... Okay, fair. I I cut out alcohol. I mean, I, I occasionally drink, but... I mean... So the way my doctor put it to me was, do not have any more than three drinks in one week. If wow. you have three servings in one day, that's your three drinks for the week. If I have three drinks, I usually have three drinks like one night, once every two or three months. But that's a weird criteria, right? Like, yeah. It's a really weird like, criteria. Where, like, t- think about this. They couldn't tell me how I got cancer. But three drinks a week? But do not drink... That, that's my only... That's the only advice I got from my doctor that was, like, solid. Do not drink more than three drinks, three drinks in, a week. in a week. And when I drink, it's always, like, a $100 bottle and up now. Like, yeah. And it's only tequila. Clean, clean. Only tequila at this point. Yeah. If I have something dark, it's, like, one drink in a year. Like, so rare. I have bottles of XO of Hennessy, XO of Doucet, fucking... The, Blue Johnny Walker, yeah, untouched, just fucking chilling. Cause I don't drink the dark anymore. I just stick to tequila. Yeah, tequila is the only drink that doesn't have this like certain oil that all the other alcohols do. That like, it, I don't know, it's there for the process of the alcohol because yeah. it's agave or whatever. It's just a clean drunk. If you have a high class tequila, not that fucking Jose Cuervo thirty dollar bottle, like the real nice tequilas. You won't have a hangover after drinking. You know what? I really want to say that there must be something wrong here, but my grandmother essentially survived off of um, Grey Goose. So wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she died a few years ago at uh, 92. There you go. She, was, she, she had her afternoon vodka for the past like decade and a half. <laughs> so maybe there's something to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like, yeah, for cleansing, man, you just want to make sure... One hydration is key, and I've been on this. I've been on this kick for the better part of the last decade of my life, where I'm just on everybody's ass about staying hydrated. My friends, my family, my son. You know what I'm saying? Like I beat that into his head. He's in sports camp right now, Monday through Friday, and I tell him every time he forgot his water bottle today, and it sucks. That the only alternative then is to have him buy Gatorade, but I gave him five bucks. I said, you buy yourself two Gatorades if, like, you're not bringing them home. You drink these two Gatorades at camp. I mean, as long as you're drinking Gatorade during athletic activities, yes. it's, it's fine. No, yeah, yeah. But the problem is those people who sit at home and they're just on the, t- like, on the couch watching TV just drinking Gatorades. Yeah. That will actually fuck up your body. No, yeah, it's not, it's not meant for that. 
You know what's funny about Gatorade is when you drink it, it kind of tastes like throw up. Because <laughs> it has all those electrolytes in it. Yeah. And that's what you throw up when you puke. Yeah. It's that's just funny. No, 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 yeah. But no, hydration is key, man. Um, getting your getting your nutrients from natural sources. Swat that shit. There be, you go. be that fruits, vegetables, Dude, or um, supplements. I think you did get it, honestly. Okay, awesome. but I have no clue where it landed. That was some powerful Jedi shit. I like what you did there. Thank you. I think it was just hand-eye coordination. It was right in front of me, but also <laughs> I have no clue where. Like, it's well, someone. It's dead. I R. think R. it went flying in this R. direction. R. So the, if you, it's fly. probably in my in my pants. Yeah, if you stand up in there. That was a weird-looking insect, though. That was a big moth. Was it a moth? Though? I think so. Brown moth. That was that was. It was a fat boy, chunky boy. That was brown too. What'd you see? Like very black. Hmm. Dark. Oh, dark. there's another one. There. Oh, that's Look, it. that ain't brown. Look at that. Well, that Wait that's a, a second. One. That's a different one. Are the other sure? one was way thicker. It was bigger. I don't oh. think that one's a moth. That, that one could be a bee. That no. one has a snake. No, no way. Or a fly. Well, maybe we should close <laughs> the store. I was kind of enjoying the sound of the blister. I was too. Um, but nah, man. I would say just, just veggies, fruits. If you can do a strict fruit cleanse, it is not easy, man. Um... Portion I don't think I control. can keep fruits in the house for, like in this heat like that. No, exactly. But Portion control is huge. Um, hydration again. If you can find it, and there's a million places to find it, I'll plug my shop, Alkaline Herb Shop. Sea um, moss. Eat your sea moss once a day. Um, oh, like actual sea moss. Yes. Yeah. 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 I um, thought it was an acronym just because I'm thinking of sea moss batteries, but you no, mean no, like yeah. actually? Yeah, actual sea Irish sea moss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black. Okay. What's that? Black seed oil. Black seed oil. I eat that as well. What's the other one? Oregano oil. Oregano oil is good Which for is you. Um, Everything in moderation is good for you. Yes, but that's the even thing too is, much water will kill you, right? Oh, one thousand percent. Like chug these ten gallons right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know what pass I mean? out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, really, guys, like. Meat, meat is a huge mucus producer. If we know anything about the human body that in this current age is that disease comes from mucus. Mucus is generated off of meat, cheat like dairy, and like just d- destroying your gut health. Shout so out Doctor Sebi. Doctor Sebi, bro, one of my one of my idols, bro. I, like I've seen, we've all seen the viral videos that go on, but like. Eat some fucking cucumbers, man. You can do so much to a cucumber to make it I taste do, delicious. Yeah, but that thing Bro, just a little salt and olive okay, oil. But I usually put blue cheese dressing, which is <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, man, a little peanut oil, you could put sesame seeds, some some miso, put like miso you know, really good. easy stuff. It'll change your life, a little truffle juice. Truffle, yeah. truffle oil. I love cooking, bro. No, me too. I've been on a kick. I, I mean, honestly, I love cooking all my life, but I've like gone into this other realm now of like yeah. wanting to make the things that like I go to restaurants for. Yeah. I want to make the fire hot pot at home. I want to yeah. make the soup base myself. Yeah. You know, I, like I'm into all that shit. You yeah. know, like cra- yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy shit. Like I want to make Peking duck at home. Yes. Okay. You and know? that no, and even even something like that is huge if you're trying to cleanse and you're trying to rehabilitate your body. Is just try cooking at home more. Like the things that we can get easily accessible. They're not always with the best ingredients, you know? And if they are, they're a lot more expensive than if you just did it at home. And, like, pizza even. If you made your own dough and you you you, you cut some tomatoes, you made your own sauce with some basil and some garlic. If you took another step and made your own cheese. Yeah, and you... Uh, well, like, yeah, you I'm, have a cow no. in the back. I mean, like, we're really going extreme, but, like, for real. No, I mean, that, yeah. This is what I other countries have, have that other people don't understand. Like, yes. they're more, like, in tune with animals, nature, having the cows, the goats, the chickens... Yeah. You have a rooster that fucking goes, ar, 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 
Puerto Rico. Every morning, you know what I mean? Cookie, cookie. Like, yeah, yeah. some extra shit. Yeah, it's man. nice. No. Like, and if you have real eggs, you ever had real farm eggs? It's you'll a whole taste different story. Difference. Bro, that's the other thing. I don't like eggs. Anything oh, about them, and that's eggs. so hard for. And all that's okay. Of these. They're just yeah. they're just chicken embryos. That's okay. Like yeah. you don't have to like. You can them. cut them out. Yeah. Right. It's, like in the se- in the sense, it's still recycled protein. Yeah. It's not the raw veggie diet that we're like trying to really talk about here and yeah. let people know that really does help. I mean. Going through cancer, that, that those juices were really life saving. Change it was your life. it was the life juices, the fucking RSO. Yeah, eating better. I've heard great things about RSO from a bunch of different people. But you know, I, I even have to say the chemo. Like I can't say okay if I didn't do the chemo, would I still be alive today? Mm. I can't like confidently be like, yeah, it was the juices and the RSO that saved me. Mm-hmm. It was a combination. I can say I felt fucking great taking them. Mm-hmm. You know, they significantly made it yeah. easier. It yeah. made it easier to live with the shit I was going through from the chemo. I mean, I don't condone in chemo. It also might be why you're still so healthy. Like yeah. it might have, it might. But I didn't have the luxury to be like, pause the chemo. <laughs> let me just like not work and stay at home and juice and fucking eat some RSO and just be high as shit for like six months. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna accept that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're on the chemo. We feel bad for you. Oh, you're trying your own alternative shit. Good luck. Yeah, go back to work. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't. You're fucking high as a kite because you're taking three thousand grams of RSO. Yeah. Fair. And yeah. you have to be there if you're at an extreme like half a stage from four. You know. Yeah. And and the things that we're talking about too. These are proactive steps we can take before yeah you don't have to wait till the shit falls <laughs> <Right>. apart like <laughs> you know i manage condos in fucking boston and brooklyn and nobody i mean i shouldn't say nobody but 80 percent of the people we manage for they don't want the proactive management they want to wait till the pipes are busted and the fucking water is leaking out and the basement's knee high in water but yeah. if you go and in, then they call you and then they call you to save the day but it's like but why if you do we have to get there? two weeks before they're gonna be like why are you bothering me on a saturday morning yeah. And not yeah. just that, if you fucking fix it and spend 60000 to proactively manage it and not worry about the 100000 you're about to receive in damage because everything's about to fucking really go to shit, yeah. they don't see it. No. not You know, 80% of the people, they don't see it because they're like, oh, well, what's that going to do to my condo fees? Am I going to have to pay $2,000 a month? Yeah. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of money to pay for a unit that's being rented, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. But, I once looked at a place in Worcester, and the condo fee was going to be seven hundred dollars a month, and my mortgage would have been about twelve hundred. And, and that's in line with today. It's insane. I mean, you have a half a million, a million and a half dollar property in Brookline, and their fees are eight hundred dollars, and they're talking about well, we should probably be in the twelve hundred zone, maybe the eighteen hundred zone. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you're a ten unit building. I I think you're good where you're at. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have a problem. Let's go to a stack because inflation's happening. Vendors are raising prices, and you got to put some shit in the reserve. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, it's true. Everything is getting more expensive. Crazy man. Because nobody saves for that rainy day. Like, oh, my boiler just broke. Mm. Yeah, well, I once heavily criticized an ex for, for needing to use a GoFundMe to because I, I my thinking at the time was, you know. You know, your hot water tank dies. Like, yes, it might be three to six grand. Yes, that's a lot of money, but you're a landlord. You have tenants. You have things that break. The shit that fucks me up is that you can get a hot water tank replaced on a warranty, mm-hmm. and you can say that tank is broken, 
right before the warranty is up and you get a new tank, you just extended your tank for an extra five to ten years right there. Why yeah. take the gamble? Most people just don't even do it. Yeah. You just get rid of that shit. Uh-huh. Crazy. I don't know. Real estate's wild. No, real estate is nuts. It is. On all ends. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts is weird and... No, nah, I'd say Massachusetts is one of the best states to live in. On which end of this? Of which, just in America in general. Mm. You this, is right. where, this is where shit started. This is where shit, you know what I mean? You're where shit's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's at. Uh, possibly too real. Right. <laughs> like, we're outside of the D.C. blast and Boston's going to be underwater in 20 years. So, yeah. like... Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, man. Um... So shit, we went through went through your upbringing, um, trouble with the law, cancer, RSO. Um, so you mentioned uh, Joey's earlier. Yeah, Jackpot Joey's. Is that something you want to talk about? I don't talk about the Joey's. I mean, they they. I mean they. You've had one yourself, Danny. Yes, I love them. You're one of the many people in my life that I've gifted one to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love them. So. For those that are unaware, a Jackpot Joey is a very special pre-roll um, made with top, top quality flour, top quality hash rosin in the middle, and a really thick filter at the end. So when you take a hit, it's this fucking like cannonball of smoke that hits you, but it's so clean that you like don't want to cough because it's just, it's like... It's not like anything you've ever experienced. Is that what that thing was? That was yeah. Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you took a hit yourself. Yeah, yeah no there fucking you go. wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get pleasantly fucking baked off it. Um, it's so, fucking true. Yeah, so how did that come about? How'd you start that? So it all started just, honestly, during cancer, I started rolling, like, full-spectrum joints because I was on the whole, like, oh, I'm taking full-spectrum oil. I think people should experience the full-spectrum high when you smoke. Yeah. And the way to do that is to get a lot of different strains, you know, salad. Yep. And just roll a joint, you know, that, that's that's one of the ways to do it. Smoking from the salad bowl has always been my favorite thing and this is so goddamn validating. Anyways, yeah. keep going. And and that's cuz your body feels it on a chemical level. You've got all of these different compounds that don't normally exist in every single strain. They're only true to certain strains. When you mix it all together, you get an array of all of these different compounds working interactively with the THC to give you a whole different effect than you would normally feel. Mm-hmm. So I started making those. They were just small joints, like gram joints, you know, for the occasional smoker. But I was on the side rolling myself. I mean, I, I remember you visiting me in Boston. We, we smoked one of the beginnings of the Joey's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a ton of different high-quality exotic flour mixed with keef from different strains. And then you've got a gram of some high quality hash oil yeah and just like nothing else unparalleled unparalleled yeah Yeah. i mean what we smoked was a gram of hash rosin with five different strains on on a debambas joint paper which is like 88 dollars a pack (laughs) you know what i mean like top shelf an organic wood filter from Organitips, shout yep. out Organitips, they keep all the high quality rollers in business today. Yep. I, w- I had to pull a little harder than I thought, but it was, it was, like you said, clean. Clean, and that's all it is, it's just like. <sighs> I mean, you've got, you, you're pulling on 3.5 grams of flour right there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the oil. Ash rosin. And the oil is melted and into the And the oil the is melting into the bud, so it's just, 
slowing that burn. Yeah. I mean, we were just at the Summit Lounge Saturday. Yeah. I need to go back there. That place is cool. It was cool. You know, we all chilling with vibe. It was my first time there, actually. Yeah. I got some tacos from the Worcester... Uh, Public Market? Yes. They yes. Got the burritos. I was dipping them. They got I had shit four of them joints. Bro, so fire. Anyway, we were just smoking. I rolled a regular-sized Joey, you know. And then I rolled a 2x4, which is two grams of hash rosin and then four grams of exotic flour. And the 2x4 burned for... One to... hour and 11 minutes. Wow. And the uh, regular Joey burned for 46 minutes. Jeez. I'm going to need to get one of those for Haley someday. Yeah. And just <laughs> like, just have a day of it. Yeah. It's a vibe. That, that would it be is. a hammock I'm, and main day. I mean, that's how it started. It was just like for me and my friends, like me and Danny, we were chilling. I was actually going through my cancer thing. He came and picked me up. We went to go hop, have hot pot. It was his first hot pot. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we were fucking cool and then. I, I rolled, broke out one of those, and that's how it started. It was just making something special with people that you know I love and care for, and it's just my friends, family, whatever, just smoking it with them and sharing an experience that I would only share with myself. And now I want to like share rap- it with everyone. You like know? rapping used to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, just you know, yeah. just what you do with friends. And that's my like artistic side. Yeah, that's you know? yeah, that's your creative outlet now. Yeah, because I'm a Pisces and an Aries. I'm a cusp sign, so I got the. Craziness, and then I got the artsy shit. You know? word, I word. just know enough about astrology not to sleep with Scorpios anymore. <laughs> Scorpios are <laughs> fucked up, yeah. yeah. I had an ex with a Scorpio. <laughs> shit, I man. Got too many Virgo exes, but like, I'll still date them. <laughs> it's never ending. Yeah. But, but yeah. shit, man. Um, so, where does that leave us, man? So, like, your experiences with Bud, like, You've never had... Have you ever had, like, a bad experience? Yeah. Back in the day when I was in, like, middle school smoking bud, or, like, before high school, whatever, just, like, day before... You know, like, before you go into school, you're smoking some weed. You want yeah. to get high. You remember them shits that used to come in those, like, rappers, and they had, like, the purple haze, the wet mango. The mango... Oh, those are... It was, like, the, the, the red Blunt- lips sucking on a mango. Yes. That was, like, the... Blountville. Blountville. No, no, before no, Blunt before Blunt. It was before Blunt. I don't even remember the name, bro. It was, pro- it was, but it wasn't Blunt. It was something Blunt rap. You could something pull- rap. It was, it was like a, it was. A, uh, I know exactly which one you're talking about, though. Anyway, those shits would make me feel like I'm going to the hospital. Yeah, nauseous. Thing. Yeah, because they had formaldehyde in them. They came oh with a straw. Oh my god. Yeah, they had like a yellow straw in the middle. Yep. The Bluntvilles are a whole different game because the Bluntvilles had two extra wraps for you to roll something, and then you had like a thick backwood in the middle, yeah. which you could also roll something out of. But I used to like to play tricks on people. Shout out to Osias, R.I.P. Oh, Osias. Yo, me and Osias, we were getting high one night. Him, his his wife at the time, his twin brother and his girl. It was like four in the morning. We're just chilling in the middle of Maine South in that crib. And we're so high. I'm <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to I'm gonna trick Osias. And I gave him the the Bluntville. Yeah. The inner, the, like the... Oh, the inside, the tobacco. Like the whole shit. It was rolled with tobacco. I just Ew. passed it to him. And he was like... Oh, my boy, I mean, he always comes through with the baseball basket. That's what I'm known for, just rolling, like, the fattest shit you've ever seen. So and he, he like, takes it and, and like, he's, like, up to bat. He's, like, I'm up to bat. He starts swinging around, like, big poppy, you know what I'm saying? And he's just, like, <laughs> and it hurt my soul. For me to, like, it hurt my soul for me to oh. see him do that because he just, like, hyped me up. We've been boys forever. I'm, like, I started questioning why I even did it, you know? I'm just, like, I'm, like, yo, no. And then he's just, like, Oh, you got me, fam. Like, you fucked up. You got me. He just, like, 
Yeah. You knew, you know, like yeah. you hit, you took the first two hits, and that shit was like a double barrel shotgun in your chest. Like your homie <laughs> just got, like he did you wrong. Like, <laughs> like I just rolled up a Newport in a Dutch and passed it. Right, you exactly. Death, you know what I mean? Because that shit is that's some like like stiff tobacco, bro. Like grandfather shit. Your grandfather probably wouldn't smoke that shit. No, <laughs> he'd smell that and be like, all right, throw it in the fire. Step below the backwood. All yeah. that. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, that sounds man. horrible. Good times, man. Good times growing up smoking weed as teenagers. I uh, started when I was 21, maybe. No, wait, 19. How old are you, Danny? 29. I'll be 30 in October. No, how old were you when you first oh, started? Uh, 14 or 15. It was eighth, going into going into ninth grade. Yeah. So I was 14, 15. Most people start like their 7th, 8th grade. Yeah, when, when I say I didn't grow up in Worcester, what I really mean is I didn't start smoking until I was 20. <laughs> I, I was smoking with vice lords in like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, you know dude. what I mean. Me and Anthony did like. No, man, mo- most of my friends who I know who who grew up and went to Worcester high schools either smoked weed at you know. It's too young. Like I'm not condoning that. No, shit. not at all. Like that's well, wrong. To, oh, I'm gonna be on yeah. my son's ass. I think even sixteen's too young. No, like I'm, you should I'm, be like twenty one. You can, twenty one is like when you can go buy a Dutch at the store. Yeah, you can spark up. But I was buying Dutches when I was like fourteen. Weren't we all ID. though? We I just printed out like a permit. Well, like, like, like <laughs> bro, fake. we used to we used to pay the homeless dude in Tatnik to get us beer and to buy us Dutchies. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Good time. Honey give farms. Him, give him a twenty and be like, yo, just go get us this and that. Keep the change. Boom, boom. Or we'd post up outside a sitco and be like, yo, literally waiting until we saw somebody the cool. The sitco. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. Waiting outside a sitco. How just about that alley between somebody. the subway and the yep. fucking? Oh my god, that's uh. So Mikey, Mikey O'Neill. You remember Mikey O'Neill? Redhead. He never went to any of our schools. I don't think so, no. He never went to any of our schools, but he was always around. Um, who else is back there? Greg Moore, uh, Rick the Fox. Remember Sherry when she worked in Subway? Yes. Oh, my God. And I feel like, yo, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Sherry. Oh, that shit got shut down by the feds eventually, right? Like. Yeah, because they were trapping out of it. It was a wild time. Wait, yeah. Subway? Subway? Yeah, in Tatnik. The Subway in Tatnik. I remember that Subway. Yeah. I used to go there with my ex for lunch. Yep. It, like it was, a lot the, of sketchy it was the shit. whitest area, but there was some gangster shit happening at that subway. At that subway, because yeah. there was a little alley in the back that connected this side of um, Pleasant. Is that Pleasant? Oh, no, no, yeah, Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Pleasant and, and Chandler. It connected Chandler over here, and it, there was a little square in there that everybody would come hang out. There was it was like, literally in the middle of buildings. Literally, like just the fucking opening. But it was one of a bunch places. of alley, like three alleys, yeah. I think, if I'm not and wrong, between go, Papa Gino's yep, and and we'd smoke L's there. Yeah. Yep, that was the spot. There's a lot of good tactic memories, man. Jeremy, my cousin, you remember uh, Spiga? Jeremy, he was... I'm, wait, I, if I'm thinking the right Jeremy, I don't know if I am. He's uh, He used to wear a headband all the time. He had big hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he always wore jerseys and shit. But he was like a little dark-skinned, right? Yep, he had a thing for white yes. guys. Yeah, I've yeah. known Jeremy. Bro, me and Jeremy, I got we got into like a fight with some dudes at Greendale Mall. Yeah. If I'm thinking of the right Jeremy. You probably are. And it was wild because I was in like sixth grade and and some fucking dude who was like, I don't know, 18 years old, bro, <laughs> fought me. Bro, and the crazy shit is I had like a gun and bullets on me, all sorts of shit. Like, so when he punched me, it was like a Mario. Like, <laughs> the bullets just flew everywhere. <laughs> like, he didn't really want to fight after that, but like. I just got hit by, like, an 18-year-old, and Jeremy's just like, nah, he's, like, in sixth grade. You're out of your mind, Adam. Like, <laughs> like they had some prior beef. Like, it was some gang shit, you know? I'm just yeah. like, 
the fuck's going on? You know, and, and Jeremy beat the other dudes like head in, and then and then they were like, oh, you want to fight me then? And he was just like, he's like, yeah, but like you can't attack like little homie over here, like, yeah, because he was older. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yep. And I'm, yeah. I the first that. time I ever got drunk was with Jeremy and Dean Damiano. I remember, yeah, no, Dean, yep. Dino, yep. oh man, that kid. I wonder how he's doing. I remember I back in the day, he got hit in the in the neck with a paintball. I was like, pow. Yeah. That shit was the meanest. That shit must have hurt like hell because that was the meanest paintball like wound I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just, lump. It looked like an egg. Yeah. Like a like a black and blue, just sunny side up, crust, but black. Yeah. <laughs> crust. <laughs> like the shit like rotted out. You know. <laughs> that shit oh, hurt. Man. Good times in Tattoo. hematoma. Yeah. Good times in Tatnik, man. But shit, man. Um, yeah, we've been going on for probably about two hours. Um, is there any, any other topics you want to hit? Any shout-outs? Any shout-outs you want to give man, to somebody? Man, shout-out to the whole city of Worcester. Yes. Where people know who they are. Yep, yep. Shout-out to Danny Phantom. <laughs> Pac-Man you. Ghost. Thank you, thank you. You know, shout-out to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a good run, man. It's been a good run. And this was a really good episode. Hell yeah. Very organic. I think all the episodes are good episodes. Though. Thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty entertained with all of them, you know. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear. I'm really that, loving the direction we're going with it. That's the idea, man. It's just to have real conversations with real people, make them unique, you know, because everybody else, everybody's got their stories. Yeah. And um, and keep it real. I mean, we really just freestyle this shit. Like, I didn't know. Exactly. You know, I, I never done no podcast, so like, I'm like, should I take notes? Jamal was like, yo, I came in, I didn't know what to talk about. Don't do that. But I kind of did that today, and I'm all right. No, you know? Everyone does, we're, we're and cool I think and... most of our guests, it was their first guest time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as you can see, this is not the most professional setup. This it is, is functional right. and no, works. I'm used to shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is professional it's on our own level. It's yeah. Worcester. Yeah. yeah. I've been coming here long before the podcast, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to this place. Shout out to Dave as a landlord, man. I've been <laughs> renting from him, like, on and off for uh, five, five years, years now. Think, yeah. Yeah, man. It's always a good time. Always a good time. But shit. All right. Um, Thank you guys for listening. If you're still tuned in. um, Yeah, I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Oh, and uh, tomorrow, 6 p.m., we'll put the Zoom link in the uh, comments. But uh, uh, call in, voice your support for making Worcester an abortion... not an abortion-free zone. Whoops. An abortion-safe. Abortion yeah. Abortion. I think it's an abortion-safe zone. Essentially, in Worcester will enforce abortion rights locally. They still have that Grim Reaper standing by the fucking. No, I haven't seen that. Still, no. the, you still see the religious people, but not the Grim not Reaper. the Grim Reaper. No, he that probably guy got has some balls. He probably got his ass. ass. Yeah, he had. To. I know. I wanted to do it. A few I haven't seen like him God. for about seven years at this point. It's been a while. Someone yeah. took some steam out of him. Hopefully, they had to have. They had to have. Because I mean, it's like the Westboro Church people, right? Like. That's the guy in the last episode, he said... That's it. No, they were People get their ass beat, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's valid. That guy's pushing it. The Grim Reaper? And he nah. was there for years. Yes. But shit, man. I, I, Worcester, appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.